couple things I want to do. Let's start with uh, HankStrange.com. Of course, you know you need to go to HankStrange.com. Sign up for our email list. That's the thing to do if you want to know how to, su to support us. All the different places you can get things like merch and all that. The merch comes from Ballistic Inc. By the way, this is the Gun Nerd shirt. I just got mine in. Check that out. I don't know what you think about that. Look, look. What? It's pretty cool. So, yeah, um, I think the Ballistic Inc. is, is uh, the site's having some issues right now. But they should be able to get that back up soon. But all of this stuff you can find out on HankStrange.com. If you're looking for the patches, you can get them there. So these are available if you can't get any shirts or whatever right now. You know, you can get patches from us. So all of that's on HankStrange.com. Sign up for the email list there. I also want to thank Walther Arms for sponsoring the podcast. Big shout out to them. We appreciate their support. That's how we can do all this stuff. And uh, let's see. Uh, we got Rich here. We're going to have Babyface here in a second. Let me press the button and open everything. Let's go. Welcome back to the Hank right. Strange situation. Make sure you Lifestyles guys subscribe, and thumbs up, ring the bell so you can be notified. Just me and Rich right now. Babyface is coming in later. Let's see those jazz hands. Come on, Rich. You like jazz pinkies? Whatever, jazz hands, jazz pinkies. <laughs> Obviously, Rich is representing for the BOP back there. Check it out. Where's my BOP? Hold on. Anytime someone else is repping the BOP flag, I got to unfurl mine and let it fly. The right side up. There he goes. Do you have one of these? No, man. Oh, wow. Look at that. No, I don't have one of those, actually. What is that? A Bureau of Propaganda black card or something like that? Yeah, man. Credit card? I mean, <laughs> well, you probably don't know the handshake that goes along with that. Though. Yeah, you know. You're in that secret club, Rich. What can I say? You're in that secret yeah. club. <laughs> club. That, uh, that white privilege gets you nothing. <laughs> Oh boy, yes. Yeah. So we've got Flying Rich on YouTube joining us. As I said, it's going to be fun. Where's Pebbles? Where's Pebbles at, man? Pebbles inside. He's been screaming his head off. I, I don't hang out and smoke with him. So. Yeah. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. Smoke's probably no good for him. Babyface P will be joining us. Shout out to everyone out there. As you guys are coming in, smash those thumbs ups. All right. We appreciate that. Uh, you know, smash him. Do it. Do it. This is episode. 597 of the Who Moved My Freedom podcast, in case I forgot to say that, which I think I did, Rich. I didn't say that. Oh, um, it's going to be 600 this week. Yeah, 600. I don't know. Are we getting to 600? Maybe 600 is going to be next week. No Friday show? Uh, no, no Friday show because I am doing that Libertarian Party thing. So um, there's uh, the Libertarian Party is having a convention in Orlando. And this weekend... Very sharp Larry Sharp, yeah, who was here on the show. Larry Sharp will be there. Um, let's see. I think I have something right here I could throw up for the people out there. Just if you guys want to get, if you're in the Orlando, Florida area and you want, is there an Orlando anywhere else in America? Not know. that I know. No, no, I've never heard of one. But if you're in the area, here it goes. Uh, it's, here's the question on the top of this. Is the Second Amendment really for everyone? And uh, that's what the panel's called. The panelists are myself, uh, Hank Strange, uh, Elisa, Alicia Garcia, Devin Perkins, Edgar Antillion, who we've also had on the show, Rhonda Mary, who I think we're trying to get on the show. We haven't had her on yet. Spike Cohen is the moderator. I don't know who that is. May I probably have met him. Special guests, Maj Touré and Antonia Okafor. 
Uh, when and where? It's Saturday, July 11th, 10 a.m. to 11 a.m., room W204, uh, the Orange County Convention Center. And this is all put on by GOA. So if anyone's Do you have to interested pay in... to get in, or is that like free entry? I think it's free entry, right, Lola? I don't think you have to pay. Yeah. Um, I don't think you, you have to pay for that. So, you know, if you guys want to come up there and hang out with us, I think I'm going to be there Friday. So sometime, probably after Lola gets off work, we'll be driving up there. Let's see. Someone asking uh, what you're uh, imbibing over there? Yeah, yeah, it's Patron Silver. Patron. Oh, wow. Patron. Look at you. Oh. You're a baller. I, Shot caller. So there, there's something you can do on YouTube Live. You just can't, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this YouTube Live, man. It's really crazy. It's funny. The guy, my God, where is he? Right here. The guy, it looks funny. Like his eyes are popping up over the thing. See that? It's like, ooh, crazy eyes. <laughs> yes. yes. Ooh, crazy eyes. Yeah, anyway, <laughs> I don't know. I'm getting distracted. I'm getting distracted really <laughs> easily here. So, yeah, so we're going to be there, Orlando, unless something crazy comes up and uh, it gets canceled. But right now, the plans are we're going to do that. We'll be there Friday. Um, early evening, we'll be in Orlando. So I think there's some kind of reception thing going on as well. So, um, it, you know, hit me up or hit us up somewhere. We'll get more information on that to you guys. So so no Crumpy? I don't think Crump's going to be there. Not from no, what I've heard. No. no, he said no, he's not going to be there. Yeah. Um, they're probably not going to allow him back into Virginia if he leaves. <laughs> you know, if he leaves Virginia and he goes to Florida, they're going to go, no, we don't want you. Can't come back in. I know states are doing that right now with this whole COVID-19 thing going on, man. But that's just not big. That's way, way out of. I mean, Mario Cuomo doesn't want to let uh, Mario. Uh, Andrew Cuomo doesn't mm-hmm. want to let Floridians into New York. It's like, mm. yeah, yeah. And uh, let recognizing Fraz and thank you. Thank you for recognizing Fraz. Oh, who's that? Oh, oh Len Holt. Okay, let's Len throw Holt. that up there. Let's throw that up there. And if you see people shouting you out, Rich, let me know. I'll put it up there, you know. I mean, oh, yeah. Um, there you go. Uh, all hail Fraz. So that's what – explain to us what Fraz is. <laughs> it's what the is Flying that? Rich Autonomous Zone. Oh, right. Yes, I've seen sanctuary. this. I've seen you posted about this. Oh. Yeah, your own it, autonomous zone. Okay, I understand. <laughs> Yeah, how's that going? How's that going? They haven't cleared you out yet. Your wife hasn't. Uh, yeah. Your wife hasn't sent yeah. in the the cops to uh, clear you out. <laughs> no uh, running around on highways for you. <laughs> no, no, no. The Flying Rich Autonomous Zone doesn't practice shenanigans. Just Second Amendment. Oh, okay. You know, we're going to get a range set up here. Okay. And we we did have the first diplomatic mission to the Flying Rich Autonomous Zone and. Um, that was Chris Bullis and his family came uh, okay. to set up trade negotiations. Right, right, right. How did that go? Oh, it was good. It was good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We went out, had a nice dinner over by the Jupiter Lighthouse. You know, we visited a neighboring country, uh, Jupiter, Florida. Oh, okay. <laughs> they uh, they let you in. They didn't build a wall to keep you out. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we do you... have perimeter uh-huh. fence. I, I just want to let you know that we don't have a wall around Fraz. We have a perimeter fence, but okay. not, not much unlike the Hacienda, right. uh, but we are a welcoming, you know, autonomous zone, and we okay. welcome you with your Second Amendment rights. Oh, okay. You, you guys are welcoming. Okay. Yes. 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 Okay. Do you have universal health care? No. No, that, that you got to pay for yourself. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. All well, right. Chris we, Bullis says you're... Have, go ahead. Industry. Go ahead. We have light industry, on. light industry. Light so industry. Uh, light industry. Uh-huh. Manufacturing uh-huh. stuff. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, we're going to definitely get into that. Uh, so Chris Bullis, who you, who you just mentioned, said Rich's wife is farther right than he is. <laughs> I've heard Dude, about I've, that. I'm, so, uh, you know, okay. Uh, my wife, the, the beautiful Terry... Yes. Uh, which I'm sorry, you guys have never met Terry. No, I've, ne- um, I've never met her, but I've heard of her gorgiosity. <laughs> so, you know, I don't know. I don't know what you did. I don't know if she was temporarily blind that day that she married you. But, you know, yeah. hey, it happens to the best of us, man. I used uh, I used voodoo on Lola, if you want to know, basically. <laughs> That's what I did. Good man. Yeah, it works. If it works, it works. Right, right. Yeah, so go ahead. Tell, tell us about the wife. Uh, so Terry and I, we grew up on the south shore of Long Island. I, I grew up in Islip. She grew up in Bayshore. Mm-hmm. And uh, Terry was actually living in New York City during 9-11, and that's when she became a Republican. As I have said, a rhino. Mm-hmm. Um, so she didn't necessarily know why she became a Republican. Mm-hmm. Now, her family is, you know, just... And, and I say this with the maximum love possible. They're very typical New York Jews, meaning very liberal. Uh, Judaism is more of a cultural thing than a religious thing to them. Mm-hmm. And, and you see that a lot in, in the Jewish faith. Okay. Um, and realistically, as a Christian, I'm a Jew for Jesus. You know, mm-hmm. So it's, it's all, all part of the same thing as far as I'm concerned. Okay. Uh, Terry... Might have been five years ago. We were in Orlando, um, and I was listening to Mark Levin. Now, all through our marriage, I was listening to Mark Levin, but she never, um, never got hooked. I think she listened to him once with me, but so I was listening. You know, I got the head earbuds in, and she's like, "What are you listening to?" I'm listening to Mark Levin's podcast. Mm-hmm. That was it. She is like the Jehovah Witness of conservatism. I've got to separate like her and her father. <laughs> we have dinner. Uh-huh. It's uh, unbelievable. She is like, you're going to be a conservative, and I'm going to tell you why. <laughs> she really needs to learn a little bit of the you can lead a horse to water, right, but right. you just sit on his head until he drinks. Okay. It, so she, you would say she's a she's a conservative evangelist. Oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Uh, militant, militant, conservative evangelist, or <laughs> she—I mean, she's uh-huh. you know, very active in the Tea Party, flag right. waving, and I, mm. I don't know if you saw the live stream, but we uh, we were out on the Fraz yacht and we we're participated in the you know neighboring countries right. uh, parade. <laughs> oh, okay. Want... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, I missed that one. <laughs> <laughs> I missed that. No. <laughs> Where is this? Where did you I, you did it live? Where is it? So uh, it's on my YouTube channel. So okay. uh, you know, com slash flying rich. Okay, we have to see. I'll, I'll I'll go check it out and see if we can pull it up here. Yeah. So what about the daughter? Is the you've got a daughter? Is your daughter? Okay. Uh, what's her political yeah, leaning? I am not as a you've you've met Skylar. Skylar. Yes, I have. First off, great kid. Just I I really. She's home now. She just came in. Mm-hmm. Great kid. Love her to death. Mm-hmm. Um, but because of Terry's tactic in teaching conservatism, she wants to have nothing to do with it. Mm-hmm. Politics, everything. Mm-hmm. So uh, we actually, Scott, 
So, all right, I, let, let me ask you a question about this. We have, Chris saw this. Uh, he, Chris, as he pulled up to Fraz, he didn't have to look at the GPS. He saw the American flag and the Trump flag out front. He's like, oh, this has got to be the place. Mm-hmm. So my daughter is going to be uh, going to school in Gainesville mm-hmm. in the fall. Mm-hmm. And one of her friends is coming up here that she hasn't met yet. She's going to be rooming with. And she's like, can we take down the Trump flag? I said, if I was gay or if I was black, would you ask me to hide? Mm-hmm. He's like, mm-hmm. well, I, I don't want to get the wrong impression. And she hasn't met you guys yet. And but I'm like, I, so you know, uh, I'm just curious. Uh, how long has your daughter been paying rent at your house? <laughs> For, <laughs> never. Right. And For, she uses she, my card, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So. See, because my response to that is is uh, my response to my children. This is my house. You live here I, by my good graces. That's how I that say goes when you, you can do whatever you want. Yep, do whatever you want in your place. So mm-hmm. I, I passed it by the fluff. That's the first lady of Raz. And uh, <laughs> man, you've was, thought you've thought this out way too much, Rich. I'm telling you, <laughs> <laughs> you've thought well, this I'm, out I'm, way too much. <laughs> The monarch of press. You're the monarch. Oh, okay, okay. So this is the dictatorship or uh, sovereignty. Yeah. What? What's the uh, structure of this thing here? Benevolent dictatorship. Benevolent dictatorship. Okay, understood. Understood. That's uh, as every home home should be. Yeah. Uh oh. The first is that the first lady. What would you call her? The Hassafras. No, no, that's Sky. Huh? What is? <laughs> who is Sky? Oh, Scott. He's asking what's. Oh, okay. She wants to know about food. Yes, I have met your daughter, which she is very nice. Uh, oh, she's a great. Yes, but now I know why you have no hair, actually. <laughs> Figured it out. <laughs> well, yeah, I had a hair before the first plane crash, but. Uh... Yeah. Um, <laughs> man, I'm telling you, it, you know, so you, so she's going to be, everything's set up for her. She's going to be coming up here, going to our neck of the woods to go to school. Yeah, okay. yeah we got a place rented. Um, mm-hmm. So what is it? Social 28 or. Mm-hmm. Okay. Looks like we lost Rich there for a second. So someone, I think Skylar went in there and pulled his internet. <laughs> Yeah, she yeah. probably went into the house. You're you're kind of you, you've got to tilt your your thing back. You're kind of upside it down, right? There you go, right? Oh. <laughs> she went yeah, into the I, house I, and pulled your internet. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I use my phone, so when I get calls, unfortunately, uh, it messes they, it up. They, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So let's see. There's a couple of different things here. Uh, look, I I never put any pressure on my kids to to. Um, like political leanings and things like that. I, I just don't believe in it. I talk to them about what mine are, you right, know. Right. It, um, but ultimately, there's things I, I always tell them when it comes to stuff. All the things that people are afraid to talk about, like politics and and uh, religion and sex and things like that. I talk to my kids about, but you know, I'm here as their guide in life. You know, uh, I've, we've got two boys. I'm their guide in life to manhood. You know, which mine are, they're, they're getting close there. They're getting close there. By the way, this is, uh, this is when we call him Flying Rich, he's the rich <laughs> part of that is not Richard. It's because he's pretty wealthy. He can burn money. You know, this is, this is how he gets down. 
So anyway, I, I just try to guide them. You know, I tell them what I believe, but I tell them they always have to one question what you believe, right? That's really, that's a thing that's important. I think when it comes to faith, uh, politics, lots of stuff, you know, you shouldn't just blindly dogmatically believe or follow things and never question and learn and observe, you know, um, and grow in that thing. Otherwise, like your faith, um, whether it's political or religious or whatever it is, it doesn't get tested. If it's not tested, it's like yeah. steel, right? Is it really, is it really strong? So I, I agree with you on that. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I had a really good conversation with Skylar last time. We mm -hmm. talked for a couple hours and, you know, because I'm not holding the horse's head underwater, mm -hmm. she's more happy to receive what I have to say. Mm -hmm. uh, she did go to a magnet school for the performing arts mm -hmm. and, you know, they're all liberal. Yeah. Well, and, and I think but so a couple of things are happening here. One. So the environment, their friends and all that kind of stuff, I think, does definitely affect things. But then on top of that, you have that whatever you are as the parent, the kids want to rebel against. So the best thing to do is just really uh, a lot of times chill out, you know, and then let them find that thing themselves because they're they're gonna they're gonna get there. I think she'll eventually probably get there. You guys are her parents. She'll probably yeah. get there mostly mostly when she uh, gets out of school and has to start paying taxes and stuff like that. And she realizes well, a lot of the those things that people are talking about because she's yeah. hardworking and 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 out there in the world doing things. She'll have to pay for stuff. She that that might get her a little riled up. I've met her. I don't think she's gonna be too happy about that when that happens. Well. She's she's on her second job. Her first job, she was working at Publix, and mm -hmm. you know I think they get like ten bucks an hour. Mm -hmm. And then when she saw she didn't get ten, you know she didn't get eighty dollars. Well, she thought, yeah, she was calculating that money. <laughs> Why? Yeah, <laughs> it's like yeah. yes, welcome to adulting. Yeah, what I found with my with my um, kids, you know, them and their friends, I think um, they they've. They're pretty much there, man. The, the, a lot of people seeing what's happening in the world today aren't really going for it. I know it looks like that if you look at the media, but there's lots of other people looking at what's happening in the world and what people are trying to tell us, and they're like, this is nonsense. Mostly they know it in their hearts. When they look at it, there's like this, no, this just cannot, you know, this doesn't make sense to me. And what uh, the media and lots of people are trying to do is bend us and break us into a position that we know is unnatural. And even when our, even though I know there's kids out there adopting it, I think in another 20 years, we're gonna see those kids have major problems. Do you remember, um, do you remember the 80s and crack babies? Do you remember that? Yes, yes, yes. So like in the 80s when we were going through that and there were these crack babies being born, do you remember people were like, what the hell's gonna happen when these crack babies grow up, remember? Okay, I think yep. we I think we are living that today. <laughs> we're seeing we're seeing some of the effects of crack babies out there, and what happens, for example, when kids are being raised by their grandparents and all that. And I think probably something you know, fifteen twenty years from now, we're gonna start seeing the results of a lot of nonsense that we're doing in the world. Well, Glenn Beck talks about a pendulum swing, and you know, the pendulum swung one way with Obama. And it's swinging the other way with Trump. Now, you don't want the pendulum velocity to get so high that the arc goes way one side and way the other side. Mm -hmm. uh, and I'll, I'll tell you what, I'm 
I'm real certain now Trump could lose. And of course, anybody could lose the sure. election. Right. Uh, I fear I have a high degree of certainty he's going to get reelected. Mm-hmm. But I fear what will happen afterwards, because statistically, you don't get a 12 year run or, uh, you know, 16 year run of Republicans. It, that's that would be very abnormal. Yeah, I think what we've been seeing for a while is like eight years, eight years, kind of flipping. Well, what was it? Um, uh, Bush Senior. He had he just had four, right? Yeah. So we did eight Reagan, four Bush Senior, eight. Yeah. Uh, so that was the closest we got then of like. So we got eight. We got eight, and then twelve. So that's the closest kind of really we got in a while. Screwed uh, Bush Senior. Who? Ross oh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, that w- I never liked. Uh, I, I, I never liked uh, the Bushes. I'll be honest with you. The Bushes are yeah. progressives. Yeah, I was never fans of those guys. And then it's just funny, like when they were in, uh, you know, when they were in office, they were the most hated people. But lately, they've they're like heroes or something to the people. Oh yeah. On the left, yeah. even though they hated them so much. And they kind of enjoy that, so it's kind of showing us where they're at. Yeah, yep. Might be showing us where they're at. So, yeah, it's um, interesting. Okay, let's see here. Um, Crumpy's in the chat. Yeah, shout out to John Crump. He says, who's the bald guy? Uh, there you go. <laughs> uh, let's see who else is out there. Uh, Shoja says, I never thought about the crack baby syndrome. All makes sense now. LMAO. <laughs> You pay for you reap what you sow. I don't know. That's it's an oldie but a goodie. Yeah, you reap what you sow. Things the things that you allow to happen, it it, it comes back, and and we're just dealing with one. Even forget the crack babies. We are dealing with the result of a lot of grandparents raising their children, and mostly grandmothers. So mm-hmm. it's tough when you have children and they're not raised by their parents. Obviously, this happens. In life, right? That you, um, you know, you get uh, a parent Maybe may die, unfortunately. Huh? Maybe we lucked out. The grandparents raised them. I don't know, man. I think it's I think it's just tough when you when when you don't have both parents raising a kid. But I think that it's even worse when you when you wind up in a scenario where it's the grandparents and typically when you get in that scenario it's not the grandmother and the grandfather it's typically the the grandmother mm-hmm. you know um and we're starting to see uh, the the results of a lot of that in people from not being raised by both their parents and you know um and being raised by grandmothers and things like that now and you know it's it's hey a lot of times when we want to look around, we don't want to blame the man in the mirror. By the way, Babyface is joining us. Boom. There he goes. We got Babyface in the house. Zip. What's the phone? Back there? Uh, we just had dinner, so he is stalking the kitchen while Marley puts the leftovers away. <laughs> oh, is he, is he? what do you mean stalking the kitchen? Is he, like, uh, bringing in the bags? No, he's, he's hoping she drops something. Oh, <laughs> she's putting okay. away the. We had a uh, we had salmon and some some uh, nice. veggies, and he's probably hoping she drops a vegetable mm-hmm. or two in the ground. So, what are we talking about? Grandparents raising kids and how no. kids are fatherless or something? No, I think we're, we're, we're talking about when you have kids, whether they're going to be conservative or liberal. Oh God, yeah. who knows? Yeah, and then I think I mentioned. Huh? 
What's that? Did Marley talk to you, Pat? Yeah. She's got a message no. for you. No, she did not tell me anything. <laughs> Rich knowing no kids something. Yet. Rich, Richard Hughes knowing something you don't know, Pat. Ain't no kids yet. <laughs> um, you know, surprisingly, my cousin who just graduated and came back from Stanford, which Stanford being a extremely liberal school, right. Uh, right. held on to her. She may have gone a little bit more center, but she pretty well held on to her conservative viewpoints. If not, mm-hmm. it may have actually pushed her to be more realistic than um, than a lot of students. Well, mm-hmm. you, you know what I got to say about it? it and this meme's been going around, so it's not an original thought on my own. But when, when you look at the Virginia rally where there are 20,000 guys armed to the teeth walking around and the place was polite, clean, cleaner than when they got there, nobody tore anything down, burned it, looted – you know, none of that crap. So our side, even with evil firearms, are incredibly polite, kind, and nice. Their side, the left, the Democrats, are burning the frickin' cities down, beating people up, tearing down statues. So I, I think that's a great example. What side are you on? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. what I told my daughter last night. Um. So hold on. There's a couple of things here. Let's see. Boss Hogg says, uh, shout out to him, by the way. Boss Hogg says, my wife was raised by her grandparents and she turned out okay. I'm guessing that she wasn't uh, raised in the 80s. I mean, I was I was raised in the 80s, but she wasn't probably wasn't born in the 80s. In the 80s, I was a teenager. Um, so and I think I'm not saying like I said, there's things that happen like that. But we had this massive wave of crack babies and people having tons of children and not raising them, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, and listen, all the kids who are out there doing these bad things are not kids that come from bad homes and things like that. There's a lot of them that are kids that that are pretty spoiled, but yep. you know they're impressionable. Wow. <laughs> you know they're impressionable and they're out there, um, you know, creating havoc. So uh, so obviously, listen. There's always exceptions to the rules. And I'm not trying to, um, you know, go after your wife. It's but whoever raises you, you know, it's I I think that the best thing is for people to be alive, right? So to be in the world, to have not been taken out of the world, and to be alive, that's the greatest thing. But you do have issues that you have to live with. Like, for example, my father, um, you know, he had both of his parents were alive and around but basically they were married to other people. That's such a weird, that's such a weird <laughs> so, thing. So his mom was pregnant with him, knowing that he was like the baby of another man, but when, she, when he was born, she gave that kid to her, um, to her sister to raise, uh, a lot like what you see in Harry Potter. And they grew up in this tiny, you know, tiny village. My dad was born in 1946 in Guyana, you know, third world country, South America. And he was raised and where he saw his father and his other brothers and sisters on that side. And he saw his mom and his other brothers and sisters on that side. And he was basically raised like, you know, the, uh, the redheaded stepchild or whatever you want to call it. A lot like the servant and all that kind of stuff. The people that raised him had their own kids. They treated them the best and all that. But when you when you grow up seeing all of this, and I think it, it messes with you. My, my dad has uh, a lot of problems. But, you know, when he had kids, he stuck around with my wife, my, my mom, for the period of time that he did for us to be raised, which I appreciate that. But it created some serious, serious problems 
for him. And then now when I look at and a lot of this is happening to the kids that are being raised like this, this wave of kids that we're seeing out there where it's not like their parents died. You know, and went away somewhere. Maybe they maybe they went to prison. Maybe some of them did die. But they but a lot of these kids saw that same thing. Just it's you just had a flood of kids who know they have parents who don't give a crap. Yeah. <clears throat> so I think that has an effect. Appalachian Gunrunner says, uh, I'm from Harlan, Kentucky, and we are known for union wars, opiate opiate addiction. It's so sad. Uh the grandparents that should be resting in their golden years but instead have to raise their grandkids yep i know somebody in uh the appalachia mountain areas in north carolina that that have that same problem mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. they have to raise their kids mm-hmm. kids they have to raise their grandchildren because their kids are drug addicts and in oh. jail yeah 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 and uh and and boss hogs by the way just for clarification he says yes she was born in the 80s so that's good, man. I'm glad that everything worked out. You know what I'm saying? I think sometimes there's some people, adversity makes them better. But unfortunately, most people grow. And I don't know if it's, I don't know what it is, man. I don't know. It's tough to, to really call it. I guess that is adversity. But we have to put a lot of that in perspective, right? Like, it's one thing. It's one thing that it happens here in America where you have all these systems. I don't think people really understand all the systems that people have to fall back on in America versus in other places, you know, where you don't have those systems and rights and benefits and things like that, that um, I think lots of times Americans uh, take for granted. But listen, some people grow up in those circumstances and and do well. And um, and then I think most people just don't do well with that. So uh, there is a difference. I think there's a value to raising your kids and and um, having both parents if you could do it, although I realize it just doesn't happen all the time. So that's just me. That's just me. Uh, let's see what's going on here. Who else? Uh, um, A lot of good comments. Yeah. Uh, Matthew Reed says, "I lived across the country from my grandparents. My grandfather was a stern, staunch conservative." Uh, it was until uh, I was an adult, I realized how great he was. I tried to model my life around him. That's mm. good. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. It, yeah. And look, I I told Skylar if she has babies, you know, if she, you know, becomes pregnant, mm-hmm. have the baby, we'll raise it. Mm-hmm. Now You'll raise it? What, oh, if, yeah. If it's, I, if it's an unwanted pregnancy, I believe is what he's saying. Yeah, if if she has any question about it. Oh, if she doesn't, if she doesn't want to, you're saying. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I, you know, if my if my sons all of a sudden had some uh, kids or whatever, they're they're officially officially men at that point. So of course I would help, right? As a grandparent, I would want to help. But you're officially a man now. Job's time. (laughs) You know, time for you to get a house. You know what I'm saying? Or get our apartment or whatever. Put another house on your property? Is is that in the plan? Get rid of the gun range. Uh, No, I don't think so. (laughs) No, that's not how it works. Uh, No, I don't think so. I mean, I don't mind. You know, they can roll up there in an RV or something. I don't know if I really, (laughs) I don't know if I really want to put like another house there. But listen, if you, if you have kids, you need to raise them. If you, if you're, if you're like, um, if you're able, if you're grown enough to do what it takes to have those kids, you need to raise them 
Although I, I understand exactly what you're saying, Rich, and I think that my mom felt that way um, in situations that have happened in my family where, um, you know, there was uh, there were some kids that are that were related to her. There were her grandchildren and she wanted to she wanted to raise them in the absence of anyone else raising them. I don't think it's it's a little bit more complicated than that. But she felt that way. She told me that all the time. These are my grandkids. I'm going to raise them. And I think that's how a lot of grandparents out there feel because they get that. But let's think about this. If you are the parent, it doesn't matter how old you are. If you're old enough to have that baby, you can raise it. You can raise it. Sure. Okay. You have to give up college or, you know, maybe you try to struggle and go to college while you're having the baby or whatever it is. But guess what? You're old enough to uh, slip the, uh, the old People PP. have been doing it for a long time. Yeah, you could do it. It'll be fine. It'll probably be better for you. It'll probably man you up real quick and get rid of a lot of selfishness that you have. Um, I think sometimes when kids get away with that, so in other words, they do the things that it takes to get pregnant, whether it's the girl or let's say a boy making a girl pregnant, and then the parents take over that burden. Now that's a learning experience that that kid misses out on. Oh, yeah, yeah, I think so. It is. Yeah, it is. But I, I never wanted Skylar to think that it was some burden that she had to bear alone, that we would be. No, I understand. Absolutely. No, I 100 I, percent I, I get where you're coming from because you feel the responsibility. What I'm saying is the kid needs to feel that responsibility, too, and they need to feel it the most. Right. Yeah. They need to feel well, it the I'd, most. I want her to successfully go through school, you know, get a college yeah. education, get a degree and all of that. I I want her to go that route. Mm-hmm. There and there are some people. Patrick, I, I don't know. You went to college, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Because yep. I, I got look at how crazy he is. Oh, by the yeah. way. I got a degree He's... from a community college, and and I'm self-taught on pretty much everything that I'm doing now. You know, mm-hmm. uh, but it, it helped me learn how to think. Uh, a four-year college degree might have been wasted on me. Uh, might not, but I, I did okay otherwise. Yeah. I don't. You don't think your you don't think your degree was wasted, do you, Babyface? I know Me? you don't necessarily use it, but do you do you have do you feel like it's wasted? I don't think it's wasted per se. Um, mm. I think it. I think the college degree that I got was more of learning how to live. If that makes sense, it's like the life <laughs> lessons of going to college. Do you want to tell us what it was? That. You want to tell us what that degree was? Uh, yeah, I have a psychology degree. I have a B. Uh, literally a BS, a bachelor in science and psychology. Um, but I've never... It's funny because I would never pick pick uh, somebody that's as handy and as technical as you are, you know, with machinery and building yeah. things yeah. for a psychology degree. Yep, I... Uh, the, the only way to progress further with my, with my... in my career field would have been to go and get like a master's or a PhD and I never wanted to practice. Uh, that was never really my thing. So I got into computer sciences instead and, and followed that path. And tech has been plenty fine for me in the in the long run. But what was the thing that made you choose that? Because um, I think that is part of your personality. Money. Like I see, really, the money? Made me choose what? What, what made you choose that when you went to college? Because I kind of see psychology always working in the background of everything you do, even though, yeah. yes, you are a very hands-on kind of guy. Um, I, I, I think, uh, I don't know. I have a fascination with uh, the inner workings of people. 
So so just the inner workings of things in general, I guess, uh, having a fascination with the inner workings of machines and people aren't that different. So mm-hmm. yeah. it's all kind of the same. You know what makes it tick. Yeah, yeah. basically, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's been trying but to figure. He's, he's been trying to figure me out. It's not working oh for him. Oh God, it's a disaster. <laughs> um, but I've never, I've never really wanted to, uh, to go back to school for my master's or PhD. It's just never been a thing for me. Especially with, I could probably make really good money if I really wanted to go through all that and get a master's or PhD. But it's like, I make a pretty good salary as is. Is it worth, you know, spending the next ten years trying to get my PhD just so I could practice? Like. Yeah, it's not for me. I mean, and you go through you go through phases in your life too. So I think probably right now you're a completely different person. Although I think you probably still use that degree sometimes, like in, in still in your professional life today when you go in for a job or something like. Hey, I, I have this. I degree. think. Um, so I think I use my my innate skills when it comes to reading people in my daily life, um, but I don't know that a I don't know that having a certificate on the wall that says, hey, I have a master's or PhD in this particular field is going to change a whole lot for me. That's why I've never pursued it. Yeah. I mean, I always think if you if you were going to do some schooling right now, you probably want to learn like CNC I'd stuff for, or something. If I if I could go back and redo everything with all the knowledge I have now, I'd go get an engineering degree. Yeah. Hands down. I wouldn't yeah. even think twice about it. I'd go get a mechanical engineering degree and yeah. press something in the CNC. Yeah. Rich field. is trying to show off a magazine that he printed. <laughs> you, uh, you need a 3D printer, Patrick. I, I've thought about it. I don't, I don't have any projects that I – I don't like working in plastics. I like working oh. in metals. So that's why I, I've stuck with the lathe in the mill. All right. So there's a project I saw for you. Somebody 3D printed a Ruger 1022 receiver. I've seen mm. that and I've been wanting to try one. Yeah, that would be cool. That would be a cool thing. So I'm there because so, if you wanted to work like on that mm-hmm. as a project, print one out. We'll put one in. Well, I'll test it. I got parts here. I'll put it together. Okay. See what it does. Yeah, I think that would we'll work. Do it I don't see why. I mean, we could torture test that pretty easy. Twenty two yeah. is cheap. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so they may, may need some metal inserts or some some places maybe, it but no, doesn't. Okay, cool. It's great. Supposedly. Yeah. Um, so Boss Hog, he says this. He says he has a BS in aviation and only used his degree for a year. Uh, fire college. Uh, now I have multiple degrees and still in school. <laughs> Some people yeah. enjoy being in school, though. So Boss Hog wants to learn tech. He's mm-hmm. self-teaching himself. Uh, tech. He's, I mean, tech stuff. And that's that's another thing is, is tech things other than coding. I'm not... I'm not good at coding because it doesn't come naturally to me mm-hmm. where there are, I know people where, where coding is just like a second nature thing for them. Mm-hmm. Um, tech has never come really naturally to me. Uh, or I'm sorry. Coding has never really come naturally to me, but um, tech stuff typically does. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm super, I, I feel like I'm very technical savvy, so I've never really had an issue there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Coding is kind of a whole different game. Coding is for anybody that's not aware that, has this interest if you have the personality that you like to solve puzzles say you're the type of person that sits down and cannot stop until you have a puzzle solved that is what coding is Um, i code in my sleep yes there are people i don't do i don't do software right now i i do virtual infrastructure but most of my career i did software development and i would go to bed with a problem and i would wake up and have it solved there are people one of my friends uh 
who is uh, uh, has his master's in computer engineering, computer sciences, um, is one of those types of people where he does not stop, no matter what the project is, he will go for 24, 48 hours if he has to, to finish something because his brain will not let him relax until he has the problem solved. Yeah. So if you're that type of person and you enjoy puzzle solving in general, coding would be perfect for you. Yeah. Um, I think it's big picture, little picture though. Say that again. I'm not that type. I'm the type of person that wants something solved and I want it solved the quickest way possible. And if that requires somebody else doing it for me, like writing a little line of code, I'm just going to go to that person and be like, this is your expertise. Write this line of code for me and then I'll make it work for what I need. Like, yeah, I've never enjoyed putting code together. Yeah. Well, that's what I was going to say. I think that's big picture a little. So, so some people can see the big picture pretty easy and they do think about puzzles and problems, but they see it in like a big picture way versus some people can see the little part of that thing constantly. That That yeah. is how Robert is. He is a, I'd say he's very much a starts as a little picture person he's good with um you give him the big picture and then breaking it down into like what how to get it to function piece by piece he's really good at that as well Mm -hmm. um but he is really really good at you throw some weird problem at him and he will go at it until it's solved it doesn't matter what it is Mm -hmm. we were um we had this video game that we were playing that was this little indie game that had like two guys developing it and there was one night that we couldn't get one of our friends to log into the server to play with us and it turned out that their the server that they were using had was on an ip address that microsoft had just recently had blacklisted or something so they can nobody could get into it so he found a way to like redirect past the i the broken ip <laughs> into the real server it's seriously instead of playing the game with us he spent two hours doing this he couldn't let that go he couldn't let it go. He absolutely couldn't let it go and then posted a thing on it saying, hey, for anybody else that's having this trouble, here's how to do – here's a, a quick fix for it. And then he got our friend playing. Mm-hmm. But he absolutely could not let it stand without yeah. fixing it. By the way, that's this – That's the type of brain he has. This is why we have to work in teams. Why? Absolutely. You know, everyone has their- I'm good at – I'm good at making people do things. <laughs> I'm not good at doing things myself sometimes. Yeah. Um, so let's do a couple of things here. By the way, <clears throat> excuse me, smash those thumbs ups out there. We got lots of people watching us. We don't have lots of thumbs ups, but please do smash that. We appreciate it. Uh, Shooting Gallery, and he gave us five bucks here. He says, I got my degree in gunsmithing because I love working on guns. Shooting Gallery, a question, I guess, for you as well. Do you do you feel like your brain works in – so I, I, another thing I guess I'll say is my brain works in mechanical puzzles. The way that – developers have that like drive that they can't sleep until something's solved. That's how my brain works when it comes to mechanical things. Mm-hmm. I Marley can tell you there are nights where I'm awake till 2 a.m. trying to figure out like how things go back together or how things come apart or how to like make something work better. Um, and that's not like I'm not trying to like like toot my own horn or anything, but they're like my brain will not let me sleep until I figure something like that out. So I guess I guess in the mechanical sense, my brain does kind of work like that as well. Mm-hmm. Okay, so a couple of things in gunsmithing. First off, shooting gallery, any wants to come on the podcast, so we got to get him on the lifestyles of the locked and loaded. Oh, okay, all right. I didn't know that. Uh, did he just say that? Did I miss that? Let me no, see. no, he's a friend of mine. Oh, okay, yeah, we got to make that happen. Got to make it happen. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, I thought have I? You know, I think I, I met shooting gallery any somewhere. I right? think we've he talked. can tell me. I think I've probably met him face to face. But yes, talk to Lola, or if not, I'll, I'll I'll talk to Lola. But just communicate. She's the boss of that. 
So, go ahead. But some of the things I think are, I look at designs, like roller-delayed blowback or how a Luger is put together. I'm like, who came up with this crap? You know, Mm -hmm. how did the, like an AR-15, I can see, like, the PTR-91, I can see components of the PTR-91 in the AR-15 and how that design works. But... You know, some things I'm like, wow, how did you come up with this stuff? I, I think it's brilliant. I just so, I really so find something brilliant. Like when I when I take apart a gun, a lot of times like designs that I've never used before. I took apart like over here I have that um uh Colt Woodsman sitting next to me. That is currently in pieces because I gotta clean it and put it back together. Um a lot of times as I'm going through it and seeing how things work. A lot of times I'll come to that conclusion of like, oh, that's pro- he probably the person probably designed it this way because of this limitation over here. And then sometimes you got to think back to they had machining back in 1906, and that is totally different from what we have today. Huh? So you have to think in their terms. Yeah, um, and it, and it has to be have. like so things also have to be repeatable. Yeah, so there there are a lot that goes into it, but for me a lot of it is I don't know like machines machines. Ca- and and I bet you if I were into cars, it'd be the same way. Like mechanics, mm-hmm. I have a feeling they have that same sort of brain structure where mm-hmm. mechanical things just kind of make sense to you. And I, it's hard to explain if you're not mechanical, mm-hmm. but it's like you look at a chunk of – you look at a bunch of parts sitting on a table and like I can sit down and start going like – it's kind of like a puzzle where you're like, okay, mm-hmm. this seems like it should fit this way. Mm-hmm. This seems like it should go here. I, I feel like there are probably – uh, aircraft engineers or or car people probably all fit into that category within their own interest. Yeah. Uh, and by the way, Shooting Gallery NE says, Babyface, yes, my brain works like that. Yeah, it's it's annoying because I – it's really annoying when, when I'm trying to go to bed because I have work the next morning and I'm sitting there like, yeah, but this optic mount on my 1022 is too tall. Yeah, so I could buy this, but I don't really want to buy that. So maybe this would work. <laughs> like I seriously, that's how – that's what keeps me up at night sometimes. And it's really obnoxious. I really – as much as I enjoy it, I really hate it at the same time because I do like my sleep. Mm-hmm. And I will sit there for hours looking at parts and stuff online to figure out, like, ooh, is this the right height for this? Oh, will this work better on this? Which is stupid. It's a, it's such a waste of my time. It's a total waste of my time. I think also, like, all men have obsessive brains. Um, I, I, I'm sure there's yes. – I'm not trying to say women don't have obsessive, obsessive brains. But I think we are more likely to obsess – I, I'm not even, not even all men, men that are into these types of things, Mm men, men that are into like knives and watches and machinery, things like that. Mm -hmm. I wonder if all of us kind of have that in the back of our brains where it's like, you just got to figure it out. You know what I mean? Or just driven, just driven by certain things. And yeah, like these certain things matter. (laughs) Nothing else matters. (laughs) It's really in it. It is really stupid because sometimes it's like, this thing that my brain is telling me really matters really doesn't matter, but I cannot sleep until I figure it out. Yeah, absolutely. So absolutely. One of the things personally, I, and I, so I try to do things, professional development. That's going to make me money. So one, one of the hierarchies is what technology do I need to learn to make me more money or to keep the money flowing or what's going to better my career path. The other thing is I try to do something every day. That's fun. Whether it's yeah. solving some sort of technical problem, whether it's like, you know, playing, you know, setting up a firearm with an optic or whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. I try to do something fun for me each mm-hmm. day. Mm-hmm. It doesn't always happen, but that, that's usually my goal. But 
yeah, I, I try to learn something that's going to be profitable that that'll help me in my career path. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, so I'm, I'm less, I, I'm, I'm money driven to a sense, but I'm less money driven. I'm, I find myself to be more driven by interest. So I have to find, like, if I find something, Hank can tell you when I find something that really interests me, it grabs hold and I can't get rid of it until I have run that course all the way through. Yeah. Like when it comes to buying a gun, like remember the, um, I have I have the Hudson H9 sitting on my night nightstand right now. Mm-hmm. I haven't picked that gun up in like two weeks. Yeah, but I've you were torturing the living that. crap out of me over that gun. Because I've moved on to another obsession. Yeah, exactly. I've I know. Moved on to something new, some other yeah. stupid gun obsession, which yeah. now is 22s. I'm on the 22 train. Yeah. But like that's how my brain works. It's like when I get hooked on something, it's like it's almost like drugs. When I get hooked on something, I don't want to put it down. Yeah, or it's like a dog with a bone. I think we're just like that. We we have issues. We got to go in there and uh, and fix it. Look, our brains all work differently, you know, and this is why everyone shouldn't be forced to do the same things. Yeah, this is why I'm always telling people there's certain people that would make awesome cops. Certain I'm other sure dudes, yeah, don't ever let those dudes be cops. People, I've always said, especially when it comes to police, the people that want power desperately should never be a cop, ever. The people that want, same with politicians. The Mm -hmm. people that want power desperately should never go into politics. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it shouldn't, like, so, well, so people who want to be famous shouldn't necessarily be politicians. You know what I'm saying? We shouldn't, we shouldn't really be able to recognize those bastards. Well, what they (laughs) say is, um, yeah. Politics is show business for the ugly. <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> would agree with that. I think it's people who don't have that. Maybe they don't have that talent. You know, they're not really good at singing. They're not really good at playing music or playing basketball, football, or whatever other you know acting or whatever that thing is out there, right? Um, or they've had way too many facelifts and their eyebrows have sideburns. <laughs> I think you're talking about someone specific. <laughs> I feel like you're going for you're going in for someone specific. That's Tyvin fly. I stole that from Tyvin. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Listen, so we're talking. We we somehow we're talking about uh, what you're into uh, to making stuff here. So I'm going to go to this. I was going to go to something else, but let's jump in to this story while we're here, babyface. Um, I'm going to put this up on the screen. This is in the truth is that about the one guns. I shared? Yeah, federal ban will uh, bill would take home gun manufacturing back to the Stone Age. Uh, back in May, one of the Senate's most dedicated anti-gun members, Connecticut's Richard Blumenthal, introduced S.3743, the Untraceable Firearms Act of 2020. The target, of course, is those scary objects of gun grabbers' nightmares, ghost guns. Blumenthal's bill would, among other things, ban the possession of programmable manufacturing devices like CNC mills and 3D um, additive printers unless you're a licensed manufacturer. It goes on. uh, Not to be outdone, the legislative stupidity department by the other House of Congress, Maryland Rep. uh, Jamie Raskin, declared hold my bear and uh, filed his own version in the House, H.R. 7468. The Stop Home Manufacturer of Ghost Guns Act of 20... Oh, Christ sakes. Come uh, and get me. Yeah. Come uh, and get there me. is no problem with making your guns at home. <laughs> yeah. It shouldn't... It, it isn't illegal. Yeah. So... It's oh, so, yeah. So from the from one standpoint, mm-hmm. that cat, that genie is never going back in that bottle. No. No, I don't, think, I don't think it is. No. You got somebody with a couple of files. 
you get a, a good guy with a Nicholson file and maybe a drill, they can make you anything you want. You yeah. don't need specialized tooling. We're way past so, that. We've been making these things oh, for, yeah. oh my gosh. A couple ever. hundred years, quality for a couple hundred years yeah. now. Yeah, way past it, way past it. Yep. But but this one, this thing wants to go further. So it says here, Raskin's bill wanders a little bit farther down Insanity Lane than does Blumenthal's. Uh, it shall be unlawful for any person in or affecting interstate or foreign commerce to transfer or offer to transfer to any person other than a licensed manufacturer of firearm manufacturing machine. Except by, this all this all gets deep, right? We could get lost in the so minutia. Basically, everything in Patrick's garage. Oh God! Anything that's in that garage could be used. Yeah, but the the problem is, first of all, it's nonsense. So I, I don't think you it's know anything like this should this, ever this exist. But the, the, all, the all these things are so you, you got to realize, like when you get up in the morning to do something, you're doing something because you need to do it. Mm-hmm. These guys are getting up in the morning and doing these show bills because then they can say, I propose that bill. I propose, you know, it's never going to get passed. It's never go. You know, yeah. they might pass it. Nancy uh, Pelosi might pass sideburns, yeah. but it's never going to get passed. I think, it, I think in a certain world, I don't want to say I, I, I'm in the category of never say never. Because I think in a certain world, these idiots are crazy enough to do it. They're crazy enough to do it. And here's my problem. These same machines you use to make a lot of other stuff. So yes. I don't care that you could use it to make a gun. I don't, give, I don't give a crap about that. But you can use these things to make lots of other things. So now people that want to make other things, well, if something like this exists, it makes it more difficult for them to be able to do that because the machines they have can make other things. And you sh- a human beings should never be able to, to be blocked from uh, inventing things, right? So basically, you can invent and, ma- and manufacture your own stuff. You just can't make firearms and sell them to someone else without licensing. So funny thing here about this whole situation. Um, in doing the video that went up on Monday for the Colt 22 that I have that Carbine Williams made, mm-hmm. I did reading on Carbine Williams and how he came to invent some really cool guns. The dude was a convicted felon because he murdered somebody. He, oh, in, back when he was 19 in 1921 or something like that, the, he was moonshining as a, as a teenager. He was, he was a moonshiner. The, the uh, local cops rolled up on him, took all of his equipment, and as they were running away, he started shooting. His posse started shooting at them, and they killed the sheriff. He got charged with it and was found guilty of murder. Um, in prison, the 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 uh, the main guy in charge of the prison realized that he had such an aptitude for for mechanical stuff, mechanical knowledge, that he was like they gave him full rights to the like full access to the machine shop. And while he was in prison, was making guns, inventing guns, and inventing <laughs> ideas and stuff like that. Imagine. Imagine anybody even considering that today. If you're like, yeah, well, I'm really good at machinery. Can I just work on guns in the machine shop? Yeah, sure. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, let's get the convicted murderer to be working on our, our guns. He would – all the cops would – all every uh, officer that worked there bring their guns to him. He would clean them, oil and put it back together, make sure they were running right. Like mm-hmm. – and then he invented some of the most prolific things, the uh, short, uh, short stroke gas piston. That's his idea. And who, what's uh, the name of this guy? Uh, Carbine Williams is, Carbine is the Williams. nickname. Okay. 
short stroke gas piston and mm-hmm. the M1 carbine from World War II, both his inventions. Mm-hmm. And those inventions went on to make many, many other inventions. But yeah, imagine that today. Somebody being like, "Hey, let's uh, let's let the felon in prison, the murderer, uh, design and build guns." It would never happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, no, I, that going this, back to it, that's all been out of the bag. The, the genie's out of the bottle. It's yes, yeah, absolutely not stopping somebody. Uh, Millsurp Mike says, uh, "Be careful. In many states, enough crap has been thrown up against the wall that some of these laws have stuck." And uh, he says, uh, "And there's always rhinos out there uh, willing to compromise." Of course. Um, there's there's certain lines, man. I think we just need to have certain lines. Like for example, um, yeah, if there's no Second Amendment in America, we're basically in a civil war, as far as I'm concerned. That's how yes. that works. A there's cool certain, yeah, there's certain lines. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest about it, right? There's certain lines that when you cross this line, you don't have freedom anymore. Yep. And one of those things is is creative freedom. Right. The ability for you to 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 what, what is that? Necessity is the mother of invention. The yep. what a lot of what we were talking about here. Right. That you've got like you could be that same kind of person, Patrick. So can so so can uh, Rich. Right. Lots of folks out there. Who knows? Crazy thoughts. You know, one in a kajillion. Even me might come up with some idea for something. You mess around like, oh, I think I can make my gun run better or do this thing if I do this. You have that ability to do that. You you take us to the next level of evolution. If, you, if, if anyone's trying to stop that, forget it. There's no there's no point in uh, in, in us going Go- further than that. Government oversight, government overreach is is stifling all sorts of industries. Mm-hmm. All not just the firearms industry. Mm-hmm. All sorts of industries. Yeah, yeah. So life will find a way. Yeah, yeah, and and I think people are finding ways now. I mean, the more mm-hmm. doing, unfortunately, sometimes you got to do something that, like, if you want to design and build something better, uh, you, you got to just do it. Yeah. If if it's better, it'll work. But it's it's ridiculous that so much is being we, stifled. I think people people have to to um, to stop this kind of craziness, but I don't know, man. I don't I don't feel like it's going to stop. Night Train said they made a movie about Carbine Williams years ago starring mm-hmm. Jimmy Stewart. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yes. Um, and uh, Matthew Reed says he's looking for that movie right now and Len Holt says that was a great movie. I never saw that. Maybe I need to look that up. Carbine Williams in Special K, my friend and neighbor is throwing me under the bus. And backing uh, it up over me. Let's see. Uh, what is this? Uh, Special case says, oh, man, they got Flying Rich as a guest at Sherry, uh, Shooting Gallery. Any should be in there with Babyface P and Lifestyles and Locks Unloaded. <laughs> but, but, uh, is that what you're talking about? Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He Listen, Rich uh, gave the plug. You know, he tried to make the connect for Shooting Gallery. Any. We'll make it happen. We'll make it happen. You know, baby steps. We're getting there. We'll make it happen. Um yeah, let's see. Uh, Patrick, are you going to have one of these mugs next year or in October? Uh, is that the one where you go to the, the, the – I don't know what that is. That is the – looks like, like a – Yeah, the IV-88, the range I, I don't know. I still haven't figured out if I – Dog has decided to attack something. Yeah. I still have no idea, so. Yeah. <laughs> Dog found dinner. <laughs> not sure what he's barking at. <laughs> Uh, I'm waiting on a delivery, so I'm kind of hoping that's what it is, but I doubt it. Um, Just uh, tell him I said Napoleon Complex much. 
Yeah, seriously. <laughs> Every time I go over there, he starts carrying on the same way. But I notice he comes to my house, he doesn't come in there with that nonsense. No, no, he comes. <laughs> Like, ooh, can I come inside, please? Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, and Kathleen also got her bus driving license. Yeah, Kathleen says, flying rich on the chat, my God, who is next? I know, we, 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 we're at the bottom of the barrel right now. We're dragging the bottom of the barrel. Um, l- listen, so these particular things these guys are trying to do, um, I think it's possible. I think we should try to do everything to resist to resist it. But in the end, we shouldn't comply with anything like that. That's just the bottom line of that. So, um, that's my that's my opinion. You know, uh, let's see what else we've got. A bunch of different things here we wanted to get into. You know what? Can, can we tell? can we talk about uh, gun streamer? Can we make this happen live oh. on air? What is it? DHL just came by. It's DH- my tutor. Uh oh. <laughs> watches. Oh my god! I've been waiting. We're gonna have watch talk. Hold on, we're gonna have to go oh, on Patrick no. for this. Oh, a live no. unboxing of a watch. Oh, no. Did you sign? For so tell one? tell us about this watch. Uh, where did you get this from? Cover this... my address, even though it's not hard to find me. Is it? Uh, is this a uh, used watch that you got, or a brand this new? This is. It's new. It's still got all. I think it's still got some of the stickers and everything, uh, but it was on the secondhand market. Uh, they, the person bought it from Harrods and sold it at the they upcharged it because they're kind of rare. Oh, I thought you yeah, I thought you told me this was that you weren't going to be able to get this one. That's cool. I didn't think it was going to come in and I found another one online and yeah. I ordered it. Yeah. Smash the thumbs ups for uh, unboxing here. I know it's not a fire, it's not a gun. These yeah, by the way, if anybody's hungry out there and you see these little these little poop looking uh can you see that? Little poop looking um Those are not edible. Uh, they are absolutely edible. They're starch and they oh, stick to your teeth and they taste bad. But you can't eat them. Oh, they taste like glue. You're a knucklehead, like <laughs> I said before. You're just making my point about your knuckleheadedry. Can be eaten. <laughs> this is what a psychology starch. degree gets you from Tampa. Right. <laughs> can't be from UCF. Uh, oh, boy. Here we go. Oh, big box. Oh, this is his watch box. Oh, no, it's his wrapping. So I bought it from Bloom Bar Watches. Ooh, nicely, nicely wrapped. Tudor. There's a Tudor logo. Tudor. I'm a big fan oh, of Tudor. Starch is stuck in my teeth. Yeah. So uh, is this your first tutor? I'm taking it. This is your no. This, this is, is my not. second you have, tutor. You have a yeah. You have an old school tutor. I have an old school uh, tutor. Um, this is what has made me really interested in tutors. I have an old school tutor, Snowflake, which I'm not sure where that is. I think it's in the over there. Mm-hmm. Fine watches in and aftercare. So here's the receipt. I won't dox whoever actually bought it. There's the receipt from Harrods. Hey, you want to tell people who don't know what Harrods is? Here's yeah. The, so. So, um, if you've ever heard of Princess Diana, back in this is like a weird kind of link, but basically okay. Harrods is a is one of those luxury shops in England. This is his old. Uh, this is this, this is my old. This old is a tutor. 1972 yeah. Tudor um, Submariner. It's still. It was one of the old ones that Rolex still made. Yeah. So Harrods part. is like uh, Bloomingdale's or something like that in. Uh, in England, it's a very high-end shop. They have lots of uh, cool things that you can get there. And this is a special Harrods version of a Tudor watch, I'm guessing, which I've it's seen eight. it before. It's green. It's supposed to be green. And uh, and it is as awesome 
Let's take a look at it here. So this is the green Tudor, uh, um, not the Mariner, the black. The Black Bay in yeah. Herod's Green. So you, I don't know if the color comes yeah, through well. Yeah, that looks good. I versus, like the I like the bracelet. Versus my old, my, oh hold on, my old Black Tutor. Um, I have I, I've been obsessed with this for a couple months now, and I found one online that I I ended up ordering from the UK. It was a disaster. I've never ordered a line. Uh, 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 no, somebody said a tutor or a fake. Dan hates you. No, I paid. I paid a lot of money for this. It better be real. <laughs> um, no, I think he's trying to say a tutor so fake. Uh, tutor's not. Tutor's not. Tutor's the real oh, deal. Tutor so there fake. are some fake. There are some fake tutors out there of that particular watch because it's like a very They're difficult. In order to get this watch, you have to go order it from Harrods in London and wait and, and wait yeah. for it to come in. And, and then when it comes in, you have to go to Harrods to pick it up. So I could not normally just go get this. Yeah, well, that's cool. Man, Congratulations, that man. That's awesome. It is number 3,955. Yeah, so there you Almost go. 4, and uh, and this is in place of your Hulk Rolex, but I think this is for, nice. I, for I now. like oh, Yeah, for now, for now, for now. I like uh, Tudor. You know, I know Tudor is like, um, you know, more, let's say more affordable. But that's the thing, man. I think a lot of these watches out there are ridiculously expensive, and I'm not a huge fan of these crazy crazy expensive watches so Tudor is a, is a is a more affordable accessible but it's a more sister. affordable here's here if anybody's curious i, I don't want to i don't want to flex like i'm not trying to flex on people um do, should i show the what the purchasing price was from harrods uh, oh yeah what the yeah heck? in, in pounds not, it, this is going to be horribly, in pounds they're not horribly expensive is, what is it two thousand something two thousand two thousand eight hundred pounds yeah so there you go um, I paid a little more than that as a premium because it was bought yeah. and then. And then with the but, rate of exchange and everything like that, pounds are the so, pound sterling. So I also went more. through the. Um, funny enough, I also went through the process of importing it. I've never done that before, and that it was an extra two hundred dollars in importation. <laughs> oh, the government, the government just gets you wherever they can. Yeah, yeah you can't. So you can't get those here in America unless you yeah. do something like this. That, congratulations, man. That's awesome. I've seen videos I, I on that watch. I don't want to flex on everybody, and I didn't think this was coming in until tomorrow. So I'm just yeah. really excited. I've been looking forward yeah. to this. You know what's it's, funny? It's, that it's not we, like you're lighting cigars with $100 bills. You know? Yeah, yeah. You're not bowling like uh, <laughs> Flying Rich here. You know what's funny? So what's funny is I actually unboxed a watch today, but uh, it's nowhere in that same category. Yeah, let's, so let's awesome see what you got. But it is a nice watch. Boom. Check it out. Let's see. I don't know if the folks actually, I'll take it off. So if you've seen if you've seen this uh, green camo thing on my hand here, actually what this is, this is a uh, geared hardware. So um, this is kind of like a homage watch, if you guys know what that is. So let's say like, you know, the, the watch that it represents, that it's homaging, I guess, is the way to put it. Uh, here, I'll put this up here. It's really a Panerai. If you're into watches, let us know if you're like a watch guy out there. So anyway, this is not a Panerai. This is a homage to the Panerai, and it comes from Geared Hardware, and uh, it's uh, 190 bucks. It's quartz. It has a Miyota, uh, Miyota engine back there. It's driven by, but uh, I think it looks really good. See, here's the, the Telltale Panerai thing right here. This um, basically a crown guard. And uh, it had a, it came with a leather strap, and then the guys from Geared Hardware also sent me this, uh, this rubber camo strap. Has... 
And it's got oh, a loom. It's got heavy. loom and stuff like that, and and it's got like actual sapphire, you know, um, on the thing. So I, I'll, I'm working on a video for it. I can actually cut it in here and show you guys if you're into this. So here's the reason: like these guys actually reached out to me because I'm into watches, and I've done some watch videos, and they're like, "Hey, you want to, you know, take a look at our watch and test it and stuff like that." So when Did I he- From what you said, they are very pro-gun, aren't they? Yeah, so when I went to research them, right, exactly. And people always, you know, people uh, since uh, I think in the last uh, year or so, there's always people trying to send me stuff to do videos on. And I try to do some research and see where they're at. These guys turned out to be very pro-gun, to gun guys. And a lot of their pictures and stuff like that, they have guns. I'll go to their... Um, IG here in a second, but I'll show you the website if you're if you like watches, but you don't want to spend a ton of money I think these are cool watches in my opinion if you're not uh, balling like Richard Hughes over there <laughs> you know? Or, or babyface like P for that matter babyface Listen, P for I that haven't matter. given up my dream of getting my like there's a Rolex that I want and I haven't given up that dream yet it just is gonna have to wait. I've made the agreement that once I hit a hundred thousand subscribers, Marley will let me get my Rolex. Oh, okay, so, cool. So I'm, is Marley sure letting me? Can, is is Marley? Can can I get a Rolex, Marley? Listen, if I can afford it is at a hundred thousand subscribers, <laughs> I'll get you a Rolex. <laughs> so check this out. Here's the uh, Geared Hardware uh, website that I was telling you guys about, and this is the Panther. Right, that's what they're calling it, the Panther. It, to me, it looks really, it, it looks and it feels good. You know, it's worth more than the hundred and ninety bucks that you pay for it. I want to see exactly how tough it is and beat it up and and uh, knock around with it and see how it is and all that. So I will do some video stuff on this for anyone who's interested. And this is the particular band that I switched out on there, which it's easy to switch out these things. And I think they sell these bands for like forty bucks. So this rubber one's so forty bucks. So what's the stock band? Is it a metal band or? No, the stock one is a is a, a rubber. It's a uh, no, not rubber. It's a leather band. Um, okay. You can use NATO straps and things like that. I have the stock one here that I could show you guys. Mm-hmm. So it's just basically uh, here we go. So it's just leather, and it's gotcha. genuine. You know, genuine leather. Uh, twenty-four millimeter. So you can put anything that's uh, twenty-four <laughs> millimeter on it. For any. We're not trying to sell you on watches. We're just talking watches. Yeah. We're just, you know, we're it's not, not, we're not it's, pushing you to buy I'm blaming Babyface for that. I'm blaming Babyface for I know, that. I know, I know. I, I, okay. I was expecting this to get delivered tomorrow, so I'm very, I'm very excited. No, listen, that's out. awesome, man. Uh, it's, as a, <laughs> I'm, I don't know. I'm glad to have shared the experience with you of you uh, unboxing your new baby. I know you're going to be – you were just talking about obsession. <laughs> He's going to live in this obsession now. <laughs> Um, I can see all the yeah, links so. that I'm going to get sent. <laughs> Patrick, I think your watch is more ex- – do you have a more expensive gun than the watch, or is the watch more expensive than your guns? The whole – I have a lot of money in guns. Um, on yeah, but one single one. Are you talking about one single thing? One. You're talking about just yeah. one thing. What does uh-huh. he have, a more expensive gun than a, more, crank, than a watch? My, my crank would be pretty close to price. I probably have about four grand in my crank, so it's mm. it's pretty close. Um, mm. This here, this one's a hell of a lot more. Even though back in the day, I think I've told this story before. This is a this is a fifty dollar tutor because um, the family, my family owned a watch shop uh, in Tampa. Um, a customer brought that in back in the seventies, had it reserviced and repaired. The bill was fifty bucks, and the customer said, "Oh fuck it, I'm I'm not paying that. It's too much money," <laughs> and oh. left it. And then within. So in the jewelry business, after a year, 
you can put in that the it's uh, once there's a phrase for it where it's like uh, goods that have been you default that that person defaulted on it somehow. Yeah, so right? the goods are no longer yours. You you so mom mom back then I guess maybe this might have been the '80s uh, said okay I'll take it because uh, they weren't super expensive. They're still but they're, they're still kind of expensive watches. She paid the she paid the fifty dollar tab and took it home and put it away and. Now that I'm old enough to not destroy it, I I finally got it. And I've been wearing this for a couple years now. Yeah, but yeah. this is gonna be my baby. Oh. That's a good deal. What I like about that older the older um, tutor that you have. So so basically, I don't know if people know this about Rolex. Rolex is a closed company. They're not on the stock market. None of that. It's actually in a trust. It's in a charitable trust. They don't have to disclose anything, and they make. Um, I, I think. However many, how many, I'm not sure what number of Rolexes they make, but they make a limited uh, number of Rolexes every year, closed company. Um, inside of that trust is also Tudor in that trust. Tudor is a sister. Yeah, it's a sister company to Rolex. It's inside of there. And it, actually, Tudor so makes less watches than Rolex does every Hans year. Hans Bulldorf, uh, the British guy that started Rolex, also started Tudor. Uh, mm -hmm. Rolex was becoming very popular. And uh, when he just came up with Tudor, it was becoming a little more expensive mm -hmm. um, because Rolex used all in-house everything. They made everything from scratch. So he came up with Tudor, and Tudor for a long time used uh, ETA movements, ETA movements, which uh, ETA is like if you want to watch movement, you go to ETA. They make millions of movements for all companies. If you buy a mid-grade watch with an automatic movement, it probably is going to have an ETA in it. Mm -hmm. uh, they're just that common. So Hans Wildorf said, "We can make a cheaper. We can make a cheaper Rolex, Submariner, instead of using in-house movement that we, you know, engineer. Just grab it off the shelf, Etta, throw it in there, and that's for the working man. So Tudor has always been sort of the, the way I see it. It's always been sort of the working man's watch. Um, it doesn't quite have that. It's it's not like driving a Porsche where you get looks of like, oh, he's got a, a Rolex sort of thing. It's kind of a little more subtle, which is why I like the brand. Just me." Mm -hmm. No, I think it's cool, man. And then that watch, the older one that you have, uh, because back then uh, Rolex did like they still had some of the parts were stamped Rolex. Yeah. So. so everything on this watch, other than the movement and the the dial and everything, uh, it's all Rolex Oyster bracelet Oyster case, which is a problem for me because the clasp on this broke, and I had mm -hmm. to get a replacement and. I found one that wasn't the right replacement. It's the wrong band, so it doesn't fit right. Um, because a new clasp is about $300, and I just can't bring myself to spend that on a clasp. But um, uh, I, think no, I, I think I could convince Tudor, Rich to lend you some money. That He's he's burning money, so. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Tudor is a good company. Don't do it, though. Um, Don't do I, it. You, you, like might, it. you might uh, wind up in jail for a long time if you try to, you know. Burn the roof. Yeah. Uh, it, well, because... I don't want to, like... I don't want to <laughs> ruin you guys on Watch Talk, because I can go on. <laughs> no, I, listen, that was cool. That was that very cool. Congratulations to you. I'm pretty sure you're not going to be sleeping. And uh, now we're not going to get much... Of, we're not going to so get much concentration out of you for the rest of the show, either. I'm going to have to... Because I have to take some links out, and I'm going to have to do that on my own after the show. Yeah. Because... <laughs> My screwdrivers are downstairs. Yes. Congratulations, though. That's pretty awesome. I think those are really cool. cool. If you don't know Harrods, Harrods, so like, remember Princess Diana, her boyfriend, when she died? Uh, what was his name? Dodi Fayed? 
Uh, like they his, own his, Harrods. Yeah, like his father owns Harrods. You know, so I don't know. Just a little bit of trivia. There. If I ever oh, make it to London, to go in there and maybe not shop, but look around, have a coffee yeah. or something. But yeah, yeah, maybe one day. So let oh, me give you a little tip: no, when you make it to no, England no. and you go with your Harrods, uh, your, your Harrods tutor. Yeah, um, I just wanna, I, I just wanna let you know something. Like, if you're gonna go there and try to flex on them, they actually <laughs> oh God, sell, no, they sell oh, actually like really expensive watches. Yeah, no, this is like the cheapest thing to sell, I believe. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, you know, I'm not gonna say the cheapest, but yeah, you know, uh, they, uh, the the watches that they sell in there are really expensive. Let's just put it that way. So. Uh, and uh, DCG44 says, who does not know Harrods? There you go. I I hadn't heard of it until I started researching this watch. I'm I'm a true American kid. I, I don't mm-hmm. – I've never traveled abroad really, so it's – Yeah. I've Rick known. said me. Did you ever hear of Harrods, Rich? Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, hey, uh, Richard's high, high post. He knows Yeah, I don't even believe that. He's like, not really. <laughs> no, I, I, I did. Just, oh, you did? Oh, okay. You know, you hear it. Yeah. yeah and, Night and, and is guess- too dangerous. To visit London these days, I know. That's why I'm not going right now. <laughs> never Dude, been it's dangerous to go get a sandwich from the subway shop at 3 o'clock in the morning in Chicago. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <So>. <laughs> I can love in white guys beat you up. When yeah, so, uh, yeah. It's dangerous all over, man. It's dangerous all over. So, yeah. Uh, listen, we'll, we'll we'll do some follow-up. Maybe I'll, I'll convince Babyface to do... A video uh, with me of that watch that he just I, I got. Have a, I have a 50 BMG that needs to be picked up from my house, so maybe we can do a trade. You Well, do a trade. You come pick up your 50 BMG and you can do a video on the watch. How about that? What? Uh, Hank's getting a 50 BMG? Hank has had a 50 BMG yeah, that's okay. been sitting in a box at Walter's for the last three years. Yeah. And <laughs> finally, I showed up to work on something else and was like, can I just take it back with me? And Walter's like, Tell him to shut up. <laughs> <Don't listen laughs> yeah, we're gonna do. Uh, we're we're getting it all situated right now, so we'll do some uh, long distance stuff. That, we're getting ready to do that. Watch you got. I mean, how how would it do against a fifty cal? I'm not sure. I'm uh, gonna find out. I don't think it's gonna survive. I don't think. Don't, don't, don't want to know. Have no interest in knowing. <laughs> yeah, I don't think. Yeah, I don't I think don't I'm gonna try that. <laughs> Um, I know I was looking at their videos on their website. They're supposed to be tough, but I don't know if they're that tough. Although, you know what? I wanted to buy some of those real, like, watches that promise super toughness and try them out. But I think the I think I would start off, if I shot anything at those watches, it might be, like, a 22. Maybe start with the Casio G-Shock. Yeah. Uh, yeah. From what I hear, those things, they're they're pretty durable. Yeah, there's some tough watches out there. Uh, Vict- is it Victronox? Vitronox makes the official uh, Navy SEAL watch, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. But a lot of, from what I understand, a lot of the Tier 1 guys use uh, um, G-Shocks. Yeah. A, a ton of them use G-Shocks. I think so. I think I think a lot do. I've dude. never changed a battery in a G-Shock. Really? <laughs> okay. Yeah. I th- see, so ultimately, like, so I guess dyed-in-the-wool gun guys like uh, auto-automatic watches but probably the toughest watches are going to be quartz. That's just mm-hmm. like the reality of toughness. You know, the toughest watches are going to be quartz. Uh, so, for example, um, there were these two watches that I wore when I drove around the country, and one of them was automatic. The other one was quartz. That automatic thing had so many uh, issues. Like if it got banged around and stuff like that, it was the timing was off. It had to get corrected. 
you know, That's this. Not a good watch. Well, no, it got pretty banged up, man. I was, you know, doing a lot of because I was switching I out didn't. of the two. Huh? What? Was what? what was it? Was it a in watch? No, it was. A, it was a really tough. It, 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 the company that makes it makes tough watches, but when it's auto, there's lots of things that you could do that would throw that, you know, throw these watches off pretty easily. So um, I think that if you uh, want, I, if you want something tough, you're gonna probably go with quartz. Yes. So. That can take the um, if, shock and all that kind of stuff. That that uh, if I if I were going to fight a war, I would not be taking a Tudor, even though it probably would survive just fine. I just don't like beating up pretty watches. Honestly, I'd probably go buy myself a G-Shock because if I ever broke it or whatever, you just throw it away and buy yourself a new one. And yeah. supposedly they are very. Um, tough. I'm sorry. Wait I, a second. Go go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, G-Shock glass. Yeah, but let me ask you this though, Babyface P. Are you insinuating that you don't currently own a G-Shock? Is that I don't mean? own a G-Shock. No, 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 no. Oh, so I do not, not like G-Shocks. So you're not actually a watch guy, basically. Oh, get out of you're here. You're not a man. You're not a oh, man. Oh, get out of here. You should see the stuff in my watch box. <laughs> Come on. Everyone has a – who does – everyone has a G-Shock out there. So nope. No? No. Nope. Okay, let us know. Tell us out there, gun guys and girls, what's your favorite watch? Are you, You've always uh, been too big. Are you a I heathen and you have an iPhone, an uh, iWatch? Let us know. Had Not one of those. Me. I had the original G-Shock, and I kind of liked it because it wasn't too big. Now that I'm 50, almost 55 in October I'll be, mm -hmm. I can't see the original G-Shock. <laughs> it's too small. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> yeah. I, I was... need the big body or what? I take that back. I have an original G-Shock. Okay. You I have actually one. do have one of those. It's not working, but I have one. Oh, okay. Okay. You just saved no, yourself. No. You just uh, you don't have a G-Shock. If you have a G-Shock, it's working. <laughs> <laughs> it, so this G-Shock got he, worn hard and put away wet for he, countless years. I think he probably messed with it. Um, no, I haven't. I actually have two G-Shocks because I have one that it has an ugly case and works. And I have one that has a nice, clean new case and doesn't work. And I was supposed to switch the movements on them, and I've never done it. They've been sitting in a drawer for the last couple years. I probably should get that done at some point. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Shoja says classic uh, Casio G-Shock. Casio, yeah. I've got a Cross Casio. Hog has a diesel and a Samsung Active 2. Okay. Skivvy Waver has uh, Citizen Auto Wind. Good, good watches. Citizens are mm -hmm. good stuff. Mm-hmm. What? Yeah, you want to take a Timex? It takes... It takes a <laughs> takes a ticket a, a lick and it keeps <laughs> on. Uh, yeah, Lenovo G Shock, Mega, and that mm -hmm. thing couldn't keep the right time for. I, I just good looking watch. Just which one was it? Omega. Omega. Mm -hmm. I I really like Omegas. I had, I actually have one in the watch box over there that is a, a gold dress watch, that it doesn't fit me anymore. The, the it just feels too small on the wrist. Um, but I, I like Omega stuff for mm -hmm. the most part. Yeah. That one's old. That one's from like the fifties. It's yeah. really Center old. Center your camera if you can. Uh, John Par Par Parson says, uh, Tag Hoyer F1. He's got a Tag uh, Hoyer I F1. think Hank knows about that. Uh, Tag, I have a Tag Hoyer. Um, yeah, I probably, you know what? I think there's certain watches that are just really super overpriced. I like Tag. I think they're a little bit too expensive, but I do have one. I do have one. I, I got to give both you guys would enjoy this. So um, when you fly it, you go to what's called FBOs, and FBO stands for fixed base operator. So it doesn't really mean anything. But, you know, guys that come off multi million dollar jets will mm -hmm. go through the FBO. 
HBO and they have these bougie magazines mm-hmm. that, you know, the pages, each page is like a piece of cardboard. <laughs> and then they have these watches in there. I got a few in the living room. I got to drop them off. You guys would love this stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, Because cool. they got these crazy watches, just crazy like the things that an everyday person is never going to yeah, see the, the nice thing. The nice thing about something like this is you can strive for it and hit that mark fairly easily if you really want one. Mm-hmm. Cause that's what it is for me. I'm not spending that money on a watch. I have. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I have no problem on watches. They are gorgeous things. Uh, yeah. Uh, money, no object. I, I probably would get a lot of crazy watches. So the only one, Hank knows the only crazy money, no object watch that I would buy. And I am almost ashamed to say it, but there's something about it that I love is the Rolex Daytona <laughs> rainbow edition that came out. With. Yeah. I don't there's know somebody, that I could ever. He has like, a snowflake and he has that. I don't know. You guys put that together. Oh my God. He, they're, he they're, what are they one? like? $130,000 or something like that. They're yeah, not, they're not attainable by your average person. Yeah. That, that watch is more than your house. Yeah. Uh, close to. Yeah, close to in this market here. I think it's more than that. I think it's more the the price is more than that. If you really actually look it up. Uh, Dan hates you says sporty spice wannabe chicks from 2008 war (laughs) G-Shock. That's Dan hate. Yeah, there you go. Volstock. Dan hates you also says he has a small collection of Volstock or those. I think those are those. uh, I'm guessing those are the Russian. Yeah. Are those the Russian ones? Those Those are the ones that have like the Russian star. I've seen those. Yeah. They're really cool. Um, There's some Chinese ones, too, right? That there's that Chinese yeah. seagull that's pretty nice too. Yeah, kami watches, as Walter would say if he was here. Kami watches. <laughs> if um, anybody out there is looking to get their first durable watch, uh, mm-hmm. get a Seiko Five. Go on, e- go on Amazon, look up a Seiko Five, pick the one you like, order it, and wear it. They're good watches for like eighty to hundred bucks. Yeah, and they're automatic movements. The good, good watches. Yeah. That will get you in the door to buying expensive watches. (laughs) Kathleen Music Lover says, I have a Ronald McDonald watch. (laughs) Marley, Mar, what's that company you want? Oh, she's upstairs. What's the watch company you want? The shark on it. The shark? Freestyle. Marley wants a freestyle watch so bad. Hmm. Those are like, hold on. Uh, Oh, they're so ugly, but she loves them. Let's see. Uh, Boss Hog says, "Money, no object. My watches would have diamonds." So I don't know if I don't know if I really need diamonds. I like um, this. This things out there. First of all, I like things that have an industrial look. There so you go. There's a freestyle like industrial looking ones. We're still on the watches, but for sorry guys, I'm gonna I'm gonna knock we, us off course. For we can't so we can't uh, we can't disconnect <laughs> from the watch talk. Let hey, me see. I figured Patrick would be talking about his garage made illegal more than watches yeah. tonight. Yeah, I've, already gotten, I've already gotten over that. I watched, I read about it today and was like, That's some bullshit, but... Yeah. Um, okay, let's see here. I'm going to throw this watch up that second, Molly's into. Second picture. Um, uh, they're, they're, okay. like, <laughs> they're like ultra 90s wristwatches, and Marley wants pretty close so, to the 80s. Pretty close to the 80s. Maybe 80s. She wants one so bad. I don't they're, get it. They're, they're almost swatch watches. Almost swatch I was watches. Say, yeah. Yeah. Yes, yeah. they're in that same They're in that oh, same vein. Shoot. Swatch makes cool watches, though. I like swatch. I have a, a swatch watch. And I bought a swatch watch. Lola has one. I bought one for each one of the boys. Wait, wait. Do you remember in the 80s when the people in New York were running around with a watch that was like an LCD clock on their wrist? <laughs> I remember a lot of crazy stuff from the 80s. I think I know what you're talking about. Uh, it was like 
you know, four inches by two inches. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, we went through a lot of crazy stuff in Flav the 80s. Huh? It was the Flavor Flav starter kit. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so here goes the other picture that Patrick sent over. Yeah, that's... Uh, that's like, I don't even know how you would explain these, but Marley wants yeah. really bad. Psychedelic. It fits her, it fits her personality. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I think they're cool. Listen, that's the one thing uh, about watches. Someone you DCG forty four says someone talk about Hamilton's. My Hamilton is downstairs. I'm gonna go get it because I love my Hamilton. Hamilton's oh. are good watches. They're good watches. Um, if you're looking for a good automatic watch, I think a Hamilton is good. You know, affordable, uh, high quality, lots of different options uh, from Hamilton. So I th- I think they rock. Let's see here. Uh, hey, what, what is Patrick's place called? I mean, you have the Hacienda. I have what was formerly the Hughes Compound Southern Command, now Fraz. Yeah. Patrick's house is known as Marley's. Marley's Marley? house. Or the Marley's house. It's pretty much in the same uh, naming vernacular as his body parts. So, like, it's Marley's <laughs> penis. So that's basically Marley's house. Everything, that's Here's, how these things are named. Here is for DCG44, who wanted to talk Hamilton. I'm going to ignore the conversation that was going on before <laughs> I jumped back in. <laughs> um, uh, so back off of the, okay, there you go. Good, good. It's sort of like an old school pilot's watch. Uh, it's automatic. It's got an ETA 2824 automatic movement. Uh, this is a fantastic, this is my rough and tumble watch. Like when I go out to Hank's or I'm going to go in the water, go get dirty. I usually wear this because... There's water at Hanks? No, no, no. If I'm going to the water, like like when we go on the, to the springs or whatever, I usually wear this watch because if I break it or lose it, I don't feel quite as bad as losing something like that or that. Mm-hmm. But um, it's served me well for the time that I've had it. Yeah, I've had Wal- it for a couple years now. Walter says Dems some purdy watches. There you go. And Lola says, did I just hear you all talking watches? And uh, Lola did throw up a link to this watch. Boom, if you guys are interested in this one, this is a pretty cool watch. Uh, look at how thick that sapphire glass is on there. And that's like genuine sapphire glass on there. Lola just threw up a link, so uh, check it out right there. <laughs> and you could get 10% off. You can get 10% off with Lola's link. Is, is there something like Lola's Night trade, that Hamilton is showing the wrong time. I know it's been dead for a couple days. I haven't wound it, so, and it's been sitting on a desk. I'm winding it right now, and I'm going to change the time. Uh, I would leave it there. It's going to be the right time eventually. Yeah, tomorrow at uh, 4.32, it will be the right time. This is a good watch, though, and it wasn't bad. This was like $400, which in watch talk is is very affordable. Yeah, I have a Hamilton Field. What is it? Mine is the Field, yours is field a Day Date. Field tack. Yeah, yeah, Khaki Field is, Day Date. It is pretty. Yeah, it's really awesome. And it was also in a TV show. What's was it that, really? Yeah, what's that TV show that? Uh, oh man, I forgot the name of the TV show it was on. But yeah, it's in a, it's in. Um, uh, forget it. I don't. I don't have the time to go look it up here. But yeah, it was in a TV show. You know, so um, it's it's in one of those um, Amazon series with. Um, oh, I forgot the name of the the. Oh crap! I can't remember the name of the guy. Anyway. You're yeah. never going to remember. We, we talked about it before. I just can't remember exactly what the thing is now. So, listen, let's go to this. Let's talk. Huh? Jack Reiner. Jack. Reacher? Reacher. Jack. No, not Jack Reacher. No. The TV show? Yeah, it's not. Co- it's not Jack Ryder. It's something like that. Something. Sounds something like that. 
in that vein. What is going on with Rich? They locked me out of the house. Oh, okay. Music lover, I get. Let's see, where did she say uh, something about pocket watches? I do have a pocket watch as well, and I really love pocket watches, especially the old, like the old Omega uh, conductors uh, train pocket watches with uh, ceramic dials. Oh, those things just those hit the spot for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Lola says it's Jack Ryder. Hold on a second. It's Ryan. 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 Oh, Jack Ryan. Jack Ryan. Let's see. Jack Ryan watch Hamilton. That should probably bring it up. Uh, let me see if there's actually a picture of him wearing that watch in the show. Okay, here it goes. So, so take a look at this. I'll run this in here since we're all bragging about our awesomeness. So here's the Jack Ryan show. I forgot the name of this guy. Uh, I know he's going to be in Marvel. And then there's a kind of a close-up of the watch. But I have that watch. Way before he decided to put it on the show, he's totally biting my style. Um, but here, I'll throw this up also okay. on the screen. There you go. That's what it looks like. There you go. It's a very, I think it's a very operator kind of watch, right? Because he's an operator. Yeah, yeah. So there you go. I just like super blacked out watches like that that have chronographs. And, uh, you know, I thought it was really cool. And then I noticed that when they did that, that show, they... Uh, they threw that on there. Cathay Music Lover says he's married to Emily Blunt. Yep. So there you mm-hmm. go, Jack Ryan. Uh, Rick says Jack Ryan is a great show. I haven't had a chance to watch that yet. And I think it's like what? in the second season. No, I haven't watched it. Is it? No, oh, wait. Oh, wait. Yeah, there is a second season, but I blew through that so fast. It was crazy. Yeah. I mean, totally binge watched about Emily Blunt? Huh? Em- Emily, <laughs> Blunt, Emily Blunt's kind of... Mm. She's kind of a biscuit, right? Or whatever the kids call it these days. <laughs> whatever the kids call. Oh <laughs> uh, no, she's uh, she's yeah, she's she's cool. She's cool. Um, she's. <laughs> let's talk about this thing with uh, Gunstreamer. The, oh, they're the that they're back. Yeah, so, so Gunstreamer. The apocalypse. Yeah, Gunstreamer's still out there. I'm gonna uh, run in. Here's the Gunstreamer's website right here. They're still out there. They're still up. And running, if you go to Gunstreamer, I know there was some news out there that they weren't. So, by the way, there's a Tactical Toolboxes site. There's mine. Babyface is on there. I think Rich, you're on there as mm-hmm. well. Yep. So, um, it's still there. And the company that um, that they're involved in nowadays is uh, Gun Critic. Gun Critic, I think, came in and... Uh, and uh, Saved the day. Yeah, saved the day. Swooped in with a cape. And save the day with their – what do you guys think about this whole thing? Uh, Do people have questions? I know some people were asking us to talk about that, and I've been neglecting to get on that conversation. What do you guys think about that whole thing? Don't everyone jump in there at once. once. (laughs) I'm glad. I'm glad they're back. I want to see them succeed, and I'm still – for me, I'm trying to figure out how I can help them with that. I haven't quite – figured i need to figure how to get them into my pipeline better of like publishing videos maybe publish to them a week early mm-hmm. um and turn off the auto publishing mm-hmm. um to try because i would love to see i want i really do want to see them succeed i don't want to see them well the good thing about gun streamer so all of the restrictions um that we have on youtube so they or they don't live stream. So that that's that's one big detriment to Gunstreamer. But the other thing is, you can show everything about a firearm. Where 
YouTube doesn't want you to show a magazine capacity greater than 30 rounds. So a PS90 is off. Uh, for a while, like a year ago, they banned basically all bullpup videos. You can't show a field strip. There, there's so many things you can't do. If you talk about a 3D, I've had videos demonetized where I talk, don't even show, talk about a 3D printed gun, and it's mm -hmm. demonetized. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So big yeah. advantage to Gunstreamer. And uh, so Shooting Gallery New England's doing something. He, he thought of this on his own. I, I thought of it also, that I would do a teaser YouTube video and say, hey, Links in the description below. Go to my Gunstreamer channel. Just click on that first link, and you can see the whole 3D printing process here, how I did it, what mm -hmm. I did, and why. Yeah, so you do just uh, to the line of teaser. what you can do on YouTube, but you're kind of funneling people over to Gunstreamer. Um, yeah. I think one of the things – so this is a long conversation, I think, on the Gunstreamer subject, but I think they had a really <laughs> good idea. One of the big things I like about uh, Gunstreamer is – it cuts down on some of the work, right? When you put something up on YouTube, once you're signed up, you don't have to go like upload it. Okay, let me put this metadata over here. Mm -hmm. um, but you know, you know the problem with that mm -hmm. that I'm I'm realizing. And Kathleen, music lover, made a funny mm -hmm. comment by the way that you should see. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> uh, the problem the problem I'm realizing with that is that's not helping them drive traffic to their site. Currently, I'm just using them as a repository, and that's mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. And I, after them going going dark and coming back, I feel kind of bad about it. Um, so that's why I kind of want to figure out a way to make them, even if I just put it up a week and say, hey, guys, content's up a week early over there. Go check mm -hmm. it out if you want to see it. It'll be up a week later on YouTube mm -hmm. to try to drive traffic to them. Because in time, uh, Hank, you and I have talked about this before. We as YouTubers are not long for this world. They want us gone and it will happen sooner. At least later. our gun stuff, we may gun or may stuff, not exist on YouTube at all, but mm -hmm. if we do, we'll be in a severely uh, restricted. It's, they're, they're going to come after us sooner than later. I can mm -hmm. almost guarantee that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So absolutely. Let me just get to Kathleen's statement and then I'll get into that. She said they should ban all bullpups period. <laughs> and uh, Walter says bullpup hate is still hate. <laughs> hate speech yeah. we can't have that on this platform yeah. kathleen don't be a bullpup karen that's what i gotta <laughs> say to you. um so yeah i think that one of the things one of the problems they had was look everyone wanted to use them as a backup right so lots They're of people making money to cover the server costs yeah. when all you're doing is using them as a they backup. need a lot of traffic over there in order for them to be able to reach out to the companies. I think someone asked me when this was all going down before, uh, you know, before Gun Credit came in with the rescue, people were like, whose fault is this? Everyone's arguing about this on the on the social medias. Is it our fault? Is it their fault? Is it this person? It's everyone's. I blame everyone. Blame the, can't, you can never blame the end user mm -hmm. as, as fault for not using a product. That's not, that just doesn't make sense. Yeah. Well, what... Um. What I meant by that is, look, I think that they had limitations, but these guys invested a lot of money into this. It wasn't like magical money out of the ether. They were pouring money into it that, you know, has limitations. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so, so that's one thing. But I think they did a lot better than a lot of other places out there. They had apps. They were able to pull over this stuff. Um, we were participating in it. Maybe we should have done a little bit more. I agree with that. I know on my part, there's tons of videos that are over there that are not on YouTube. When YouTube comes down on my videos and um, limit puts makes it limited, I remove those videos. 
And I'm telling you, so like the other day I was saying that I have over 900 videos on YouTube, I think 960 or something. Um, I've pulled like three, 400 videos from, wow. from YouTube because of that, right? Because I'm constantly getting hit up. And I've told people that I think if you start collecting those yellow coins, it works against you. And, and we've seen some people get into things where YouTube comes to them and goes, you're not really viable as a partner and all that. So I remove those things because I think that's that's just me. I don't have it. This, you know, it's all empirical. Uh, but, mm -hmm. you know, I think that that is something that they're using against people to eventually go. Yeah. If you look at this percentage, 50 percent or 60 percent or whatever it is, is yellow coins. We don't want to partner with you. So I just put them over there. But I think, like you said, Patrick, maybe we should do something like that where the stuff goes up there for a week or whatever. Um, I, I know for me personally, after they went dark, I thought that the next thing that comes around, I need to try to prioritize it to try to help them gain mm -hmm. subs, mm -hmm. uh, gain, gain traction. And I'm still – I need to figure out a way to get that – basically to work on that pipeline where – and that's going to take me, honestly, that's going to take me getting more videos out ahead of time, like getting stuff prepared. Because mm -hmm. right now I'm I'm kind of back to working week to week, which is not a good way to to try to run on a channel. Mm -hmm. But um, if you can Could schedule stuff out, like me. <laughs> every three or four weeks, <laughs> yeah. um, if you can if you can get stuff scheduled out further and then set your pipeline up so they overlap. It comes out, you know, your content comes out a week ahead on Gunstreamer and then a week later on YouTube. Mm -hmm. It might help, but it's just they're they're fighting an uphill battle and it's just going to be tough. No matter what they do, it's mm -hmm. going to be very difficult for them. Yeah, I think that's that, just the fact of life. Yeah, it's tough to get the industry on board. There's all these things that should yeah. be done. Um, ultimately, I know I had this conversation with Austin before when he when I first uh, met with him and spoke to him about this stuff. And I was like, dude. How long can you hold out? Because the big problem here is most people won't adapt to this until YouTube has just had a purge and just kicked us yeah. all out. That's when everyone will get on board. And that's the tough part. I'm glad to see uh, the Gun Critic guys come on. I actually had a conversation uh, with the owner of Gun Critic over the, the break. Um, I don't know how much of that I could really share with you guys right now, but I did invite him to come on. He said he would come on and talk to people and answer questions and things like that. And I, I think it's a good thing. It's a good combination. If you look up Gun Critic, I never heard of it before, but they have all these ratings and stuff like that for guns. So I think that this might be a good combination and there's lots of good things they can do here in this partnership. So I really hope it works out and I would agree with what Patrick is saying that maybe we all need to do some soul searching, try to figure out a way that we can um, help them go further so that they don't all wind up back in this position again. And these guys are able to stick around for when we need them, which you know, it's it's coming. Any day now. I, and and yeah. I, I don't want to be that that fear monger, but it's coming. It, they YouTube will be getting rid of us eventually. It's just the they way just it's need the be. cover. You get like a Joe Biden being That's president. It. Yeah, they need to cover. That's exactly yeah. what it is. You get Congress and Senate and everything switching over to uh, it to will be Dems. gone. We we will be gone. Yeah, yeah. So it's going to be rough. You think you know you got it bad now? It'll be rough when all of a sudden all that stuff disappears. Uh, look, you you know YouTube uh, or Google took them out of search, right? So in other words, you could search for Gunstreamer and still find it, but they made but they're it not, difficult. They're not. They're SEO to the bottom as possible. Yeah. as far down as possible. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. 
So yeah, Google Google is a. I mean, if somebody could ever actually bring a case against them for anti-competitive monopoly, mm-hmm. it, you could win it. But Google is so good at hiding what they do as they do it. Yeah. So it makes it difficult. Yeah. Brick says, how can they get live stream? Um, I've talked to them about it before. It's really expensive. Let's just put it that it's way. Just, it's what it comes down to, server costs. Yeah. It's going to be an expensive thing. It would be awesome because I think it would be a great way for us to go back. I've been trying to figure out how we can go back to being able to show guns and stuff like that. I've been bending my mind on it. Uh, I haven't come up with a solution I think that's going to work yet that, uh, that I, that's going to stick. I know there's lots of different options out there. When I looked at things, I didn't really feel like I saw the thing that we can do where we all switch over to that and then we could do this. But I, I am thinking about that. And I think that's why we all have a vested interest in this. I don't I don't want to ever get off the mainstream social medias like YouTube, Facebook, and all that because it's a way to communicate with the masses. Right. But I, I do see a day when we use it to like say to people, I think like Rich was saying, that, hey, you want to see our real unfiltered stuff? Go over here. Yeah. It, it, yes. Yeah. And Walt says, follow the money, boys. I his favorite saying is very very true. Yeah, Gun Doctor. You know TV. who's in charge of, of of big tech? Big tech does not like freedom of speech when it is against what they think speech mm-hmm. should be. Absolutely, Gun Doctor TV says we need a YouTube alternative, not just for guns. I'm late. Maybe this has been said. Yeah, but for everybody, everybody's going to need it in time. We do, and there's alternatives out there, like this parlor and stuff like that for social media. But I'm just going to say this. I think the gun world does need um, a gun-centric ecosystem for us to function in. And what I mean by that is if you look at anything else, so let's say cars. If you're into cars or if you're into watches, there's lots of places that you can interact. If you're on Facebook and someone's showing you and watching like, ooh, that, that watch is cool, they can easily put up links and things like that. And you don't, it, you don't have to do a lot of work to go through those links and then partially get a watch that get a watch that you enjoy that you want but then help out some creator who made content maybe let's say around that watch right same thing with cars same thing with a whole bunch of different things when it comes to the firearms industry that's not allowed yeah yeah you can't yeah. share you can't share what you want to share with people no so so for that reason i think the industry does need to get up on an ecosystem that a lot of these things are plugged in and we can communicate you know and communicate freely where the companies can say hey you want to you want to see this thing that, that you know you want to see this thing that we're selling here's a link you can go to it or if folks like myself have done something on it we can say hey by the way if you if you want to buy this thing and help us out go through this I think if we don't do that, we're, you're going you're gonna to suffer. So you, we have to have something like that. It's not that we have to get rid of these mainstream things, but we're going to be severely limited on those things of what we could say. And yes, the point is going to come where they go, nope, hands down, you're just not going to exist here. It's, it's coming. It's coming. It will be here soon. <laughs> they just yeah. need the right cover and it will be here. So don't, don't like... Heed, heed my words now. It will be here. Big tech does not want uh, Second Amendment people hanging around. They have no interest in it. Yeah. Walter says, uh, until the big gun sites get cut off money-wise, nothing will change. That's true. Yep. Oh, well, let's think about it this way. And I'm not trying to knock any specific uh, folks out there. But, you know, there's lots of big companies that their websites suck donkey balls. Hairy donkey balls, actually. 
Actually, hairy, sweaty donkey balls. Am I, am I lying? You guys tell me. You guys are buying guns There's all the time. You look at these websites, you're like, what the hell's going on here? What's the deal? Yeah. <laughs> are we in 2020 or are we in 1985? Yeah. <laughs> right? So the, thing, the, so the reason why I say all of that is don't you think that when these guys are developing new platforms that they should develop them, re- I mean, like new websites, they should really develop them like platforms? Yeah. Yeah. That's the way to go. If you want to keep people there, you want to make a social element, you want to keep it mm-hmm. going here that someone might, they might be looking at videos, they might be looking at this thing, that thing, having conversations. And every now and then they're like, oh, we're going to buy stuff. This is the future of all of this. This is what Facebook, YouTube, all of the platforms that are really thriving right now are already doing this. Instagram, they're already doing that. Um, so in the gun world, we need that. You're getting cut off from that, and you don't realize that how big of a piece of the puzzle this is. But I think, like Walter's saying, no one's really going to think about it until they run into that brick wall. Right, right, until you have to. You're not going to move until you're forced to move. Yeah, and we're literally talking about something that's backed up by the Constitution. Yep. (laughs) So it's insane that it's happening, but it's happening. Right, Gun Doctor's got a great comment. Yeah, he says Walter should just buy YouTube problem solved. We we all know he has the money. He just, uh, he's just too stingy. Listen, Walter's a millionaire, but Walter can't buy YouTube breakfast. <laughs> okay, I mean, let's be honest, you know. I love Walter, man, but if he had that kind of money, I would be balling out a lot more than you see. You have no idea. Uh, you know, so uh, Walter would be corporate jets, would be flying around. You know, every all of us will have tanks. <laughs> oh God, tanks for everybody! It'd be amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's man. Uh, you know, I, when do you guys think this is actually going to happen? That these big companies that spend lots of money on their websites and all that—they spend more money, I think, on their websites and IT or whatever's going on than it takes to run, let's say, a gun streamer. Why wouldn't Why wouldn't one of those big companies just go? You know what? Why don't we just buy that? And skin that over to our platform, yeah. to our because it's to an extra cost. It's a cost they don't have to fork out right now. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's everything. Is it? It all comes down to money. All of it comes. But everything. Is, but isn't this a corporate thing? Like, aren't the people who are successful, the people who see the future and get into it? Look at Jeff Bezos. Why is he one of the richest people on the face of the planet? He, he, he jumped in on a product a service when. He did. That's like uh, Elon Musk uh, creating yeah, PayPal. Yep. Jumped in on a, a needed service when when he did. Right. So what, you're going you're going up against a titan, a titan of industry that most people don't even fucking like. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's if it were me and I was a millionaire and somebody was like, hey, let's go take on Google, I'd be like, fuck no, I'm gonna go do something else. I'm not <laughs> taking on Google. That's not worth my time. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, I think it would be worth the investment for some of these big companies out there. I mean, I think it would really be worth the investment for them to get in on the ground floor of something like this that works and then, you know, spend the further invest just to develop it where, okay, you can, here's all these videos, gun videos and things like that. And by the way, you want, you like that gun you just saw? We happen to sell that. Yes. Yes. I I agree that there's, there's a market for that for sure. That would be a good Oh, good entire platform. Yes, I agree mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Think of the last time, and I'm not naming any names, but think of the last time this was discussed with people that we know and how that went. And <laughs> just imagine yes, it would trying be crazy. to do that shit again. Like, I wouldn't want no part of any of that. Yeah. It's good. It, it, it ego's be- involved, and, like, I don't want that. <laughs> yeah. But we need some pioneers, man. We do need people willing to take the risk if they want to live in the future. Yeah. Yeah, we do. You know? We really, we really do. And not... Um, I'm not just saying that, man. I really think when I look at it from all the different things that I see, I think this is really the future. And if the gun world's cut off from it, I'm not saying that because I make content. I'll be honest with you. I can make, you guys just saw us talking about watches. I can make content about watches and cars and all kinds of stuff that I won't go through this hassle. <laughs> you know, I don't have to live in a world like where it's so, for, for example, one of the things that drives me crazy in the gun world the folks out there believe that everyone in the gun world has to be uh, monks. You have to be a monk. You must starve to death, but also make me gun videos. So it's, it's, it's difficult already to do this, and it's going to get more difficult as we go forward into the future here, regardless of who's president and all that kind of stuff. And I think people really need to prepare for that because... Um, it's really going to come down to it. If they can cut off these voices, if everyone is on social media and they can cut off our voices, we're not going to exist. And you, and you guys will pay the price for that. At some point you, you like, you'll realize it. Um, if you, if you don't get up on that. So I don't know. I think it just really ultimately is one of those things that no one is going to see until the house is burning down. Yeah. 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 So it's crazy, man. I don't I don't really understand why uh, everyone looks at it that way. You know, look at Brownells with the BOP. I think that's a great marketing angle. Mm-hmm. I now if somebody else, you know, if Brownells or pick a company, PSA, somebody like say, hey, I'll buy gun streamer, make it a portal. And, you know, you can pimp PSA, whatever. Or if you see, you know, a PSA, whatever. Mm hmm. Click through and you can buy it. Yeah. You, can you have the potential through. to own everything, even the stuff that you don't make oh, yeah. and sell. Because let's right. look at let's look at gun broker. Can, can we talk about gun bro- broker for a second? Mm-hmm. I don't know if anyone has any uh, personal. <laughs> it's sense. a terrible service, but it's the only <laughs> service that we have as gun people. So, I mean, uh, I don't know if anybody else has used gun broker. For the most part, it's a awful website. I mean, we're 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 actually FFLs, so we sell stuff through Gunbroker. Oh, it's the worst. It's the it's <laughs> one of the so worst bad. things. Now there is Arms List, and by the way, Arms List um, is allowing people to sell stuff through there. I think Arms, you know, I've had I've had the owner of Arms List on, and I think they're trying to get to that to to a different level with what they're doing. Um, but yeah, Gunbroker is the, is the brand, right, that we all recognize. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and maybe for some other reasons, people out there don't support arms list. I, I think they're kind of deserving of, of our support, but probably in the same category, probably not the best website that exists in the world. People need to start thinking about this and get and getting on that, because if you own this going in on the ground floor, not only do you, you own the entire business, that's what Amazon did. <laughs> they started with books and everyone's like, these guys are crazy ass. Who wants to buy books online? Okay, dude, now you buy everything from Amazon. Oh my God, yeah. Everything. So things they don't make, you buy from Amazon. 
Okay, and they make money on everything that sells through there. So if you're Damn one of right. these super wealthy gun guys out there who's actually planning on being a, a gun manufacturer or being in the industry in the future, and you're looking at all of this, the time is right now to think about this and get on board. Because you know what's going to happen? Some guy who gets what I'm saying and has the money, but he's a liberal, will buy into this. And we'll run things, and then one day pull the plug out. And go, yeah, I have this thing going right now. You know, I own it, but you know what? I just don't believe in it. Boom, no plug. Or it just won't exist. When you can buy right. into it, and the only thing that could pull down what you're... The only thing that could stop you becoming super, super ridiculously wealthy in the future is America gets rid of the Second Amendment. And damn it, it like I told you guys already... When they actually announced that, I, I, I told Lola already, we are, we're in uh, civil war mode. That's how I feel about that. I'm not, I'm not going to just like, I'm not going to get up every day and go to work in an America that there's no second. That's just me. I don't know. I don't want to put words in anyone else's mouth. But when, when they actually tell you that, and if you think it's impossible, just think about the people in Australia that one day they said, you don't have the rights to this. You don't have this anymore. Uh, then, then things will be, you know, looking completely different. So that's the only thing. And I think I'm not saying it's impossible, but it's highly unlikely. And there's lots of people fighting for it. You could get in on the ground floor of that. So I don't know. I don't know. It's crazy, crazy Ow. thoughts. Remember what you said, Patrick? We were talking about big picture guy. Yeah. That's my problem. You're a big picture guy with no money. Yeah, I can see the, the worst thing for me is I can see the future. Do you know you're, that? The worst thing is you're a poor big picture guy. <laughs> it hurts. It hurts. Because I could literally see, I could see the future of this. <laughs> no, it's true. It's, this is what's, this is what's happening. This is what's coming. Yeah. I mean, this That's is not just... stuff I'm making up or whatever. It's already been done. It's what happened with Amazon. It's what happened with Amazon. It's why Google bought YouTube and poured so much money into it. You know why? They own it, baby. They they now own the narrative because they own it. Yeah. And that's yeah. the scariest. Yeah. Thing. That's what I'm saying. They're doing what I was saying. They own it now. And in the beginning, they're like, oh, no, this is for everybody. Free speech all day. And you think it's just the gun people that they will ban? They're going to get rid of anyone oh, who says anything that they don't like. Any Anything dissenting will be gone if they have their way. Correct. Absolutely. Correct. Mm -hmm. If you don't fall in line. Yeah. So, anyway. Is that too much ranting? <laughs> <laughs> you know, because you know what? I actually, I hate to be right. Do you know that? Like, people think that I like to say That's I told you something. Says. I hate to be right. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. It's here. painful. Get out of here. <laughs> it's, but it's pain. Okay, do you think... I'm so right all the time. Listen, let me tell you something. <laughs> There's nothing more painful than seeing that seeing something that you know is going to happen, and then it happens. Because what, what's the real pleasure you get of saying, uh, I told you so, when... I kind of like saying, I told you so sometimes. It feels pretty damn good. <laughs> you, you think it feels good? I love being like... Listen, what was I saying? I said that. That's right. I said that. <laughs> so, so I'm just that kind of asshole, though. So it's, you know, you don't have so to So let's be. fast forward 20 years, right? I'm, I'm 48. So when I'm 68, what are you? You're like, like 28 or I'm something. I'm 30 well, right now. You're 30. Yeah. So you're 50. Richard, you'll probably be closer uh -huh. to my age, right? Or 70. I'll be 75. Or, 
Yeah. Okay. <laughs> all right. So, and then we don't have we all everything that we're saying here comes to pass. Remember how great YouTube's was? Yeah, that's gonna be a thing. That is absolutely gonna be. A thing. You're gonna be happy about that. Like, is it gonna make you happy to say no, that? No, 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 no. It doesn't make me happy when I'm right about bad things. It just mm. makes me happy to be right. I like being right. <laughs> I'm not okay, saying I'm, I'm happy with when I say, "Oh yeah, all these people are gonna die," and then all those people die. That doesn't make me happy. Yeah. But being right makes me happy. <laughs> the day when they come to get all the guns and, and they're showing up on everyone individually and nobody's fighting. All the people who are ready to boog and do all that stuff. You know, all the people that did all the memes and everything. And we're just like, nope. It's just it's just uh, freaking UN is showing up and coming to collect your guns and nobody's doing anything about it. No one, you know, all of that. When all of that stuff is happening, when there's no marketplace, when they when they suffocate this. Because there's no marketplace and no way to, to, to sell it or even communicate and talk to each other and organize and all that. I, I think it's just going to be like, man, remember when we used to spend all our energy instead of hanging out with our wives and going to dinner? Uh, you, Patrick, you, Patrick, will call me up and say, you bastard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I want back all those dinner dates We're I not, didn't make. We can't let it happen. That's the only thing is you got to continue fighting for it. Yeah, I think that's true. Ooh. Ouch, Kathleen. Ouch. I didn't what she said. What did she say? She said oh. rant, Hank, rant, just like, and I'm not going to say his name. Oh. Oh. <laughs> I think it's different. I think in my Thank case, you. I really do, uh, one, I'm not Antifa. So that's one. I'm not Antifa. So, <laughs> um, and I really do care about the Second Amendment. Uh, I do, I really do care about the gun community. So, you know. Um, that's where I'm at, you know. I, I spend most of my time ranting about these things because uh -huh. I, I want people to pay attention before, you know, we get there. What else are you Lola saying? Huh? You got to take Lola to dinner. She's saying yes, over. Right. Lola says, yes, I'm owed lots of dinner dates. Look, if, if Hank won't take you, Lola, I will. <laughs> you know what? Uh, the, the first lady, the first lady, the first lady needs to be. You didn't hear that. I don't know if she knows about this. I don't know if she knows about this. Anyway, listen, it's nine. You oh bastard. Really? Yeah, you. Ooh. Yeah. Is it really? You burned Ooh. all this time talking about watches. Listen, <laughs> I, I did not do anything. I got a watch in, and then you said, hey, let's talk about watches. I said, okay, I'll talk about watches. Yeah, you don't need a lot of motivation. You guys, Kathleen Music Lover, you get to vote. Would you rather hear me hear me gloat about watches or Hank rant about our gun rights? <laughs> Which is better? Which is worse? Maybe let's say that. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's a that's a loaded question. <laughs> At least shooting gallery, any he's with me. He's with me. Uh, and listen, I wasn't talking about bullpups. I had some bullpup stuff lined up. Listen, I wasn't talking about bullpups this time. Yeah. I had bullpup stuff lined up. Okay, listen, let's do this before we get out of here. Richard Hughes and Pebbles, how can the people – oh, there you go. Look, there you go. That's a good shot right there. Richard Hughes and Pebbles, look at that. That's right, Pebbles. Okay, flap the wings. Flap the wings. Um, how can the people – how can they uh, get in touch with you, follow you, support you, Rich? So uh, flyingrich.com or youtube.com slash flyingrich or flyingrichofficial on the grams, and he's Pebbles Bird on the grams. Awesome, awesome. Uh, listen, by the way, you know what, Kathleen? What did I do to Kathleen Music Lover? I is, in her is, coffee. Is, is, that, is that actually – yeah, it's like uh, she says, Lola, you deserve so much better. <laughs> she just – you just no. have a big old beer in her coffee oh. one day. She's not happy. 
Man, Kathleen, what did I do to you? What did I do? Wrong. That should be her other username, Raw Kathleen Music Lover. So when we know that she's like getting getting ready to go Yeah. All right. So babyface, how can the folks uh, support you out there? Com slash babyface p. Uh, videos every Monday. I actually have one coming out this Friday because I had a bit of overage. So uh, get ready for that. Yes, and Patrick is on the Patreons. If you have a Patreon, if you guys want to help out there, you can. I never tell people they have to because I do You have to. You I have don't do to. it to make money. I do it for fun. So you don't, don't feel like you're pressured into. But, you know, every dollar there goes back to the channel. It does not – the dollars there do not go to buying things like this. This comes out of my own pay that I work hard for daily. Yes. Just okay. so you know. I'm going to say this. You have to. Go support Patrick. He's cool. He does a lot of stuff. He helps us out. And uh, if you if you the next five people that support him on Patreon, you can choose you can choose your patch. You can choose your patch. I am not sending anything out for you again. Go to Patreon.com right now. Oh, there you go, Rich. Rich is right up on it. Rich is right up on it. Yeah, I want swag. Yes, I have some new patches. I'll mail you one out, Rich. Oh, you got new patches? Definitely yours, yeah, because I oh, sent yeah, those you, out last okay. night. A, a fundraising campaign. <laughs> I got, yes. I got into sending that crap out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so listen, let me uh, let me run the end in here. Boom. While I do, I uh, want to remind you guys to subscribe here to the channel, ring the bell so you can be notified every time we go live. You can of course find this in audio on iTunes and all the other places that you listen to podcasts. Uh, special thanks to Walther Arms for supporting us. We really do appreciate that. They, uh, you know, they they help us to come on here and rant and rave and uh, <laughs> talk about our visions of the future, and we appreciate that stuff as well as I appreciate Babyface P and Richard Hughes and Pebbles and all of you folks out there. You know what? Here's one little quick trivia. Okay, what do you think was the highest viewed uh, podcast that we ever did. I mean, this is like, you know, we're approaching 600 here. What number do you think the highest viewed podcast ever got to? And I'll give you a clue. It wasn't on this channel. It was when we were on the main Hank Strange channel before we split off. Before you got hit. Yeah, before we got hit. What, no what number of views do you think that video got to? Just take a wild guess. Wild guess. 10,000. Okay, 10. What do you think, Patrick? Above that? 25. 25? 75,000 views. Wow. Yeah. Wow. An entire podcast. Not even a snippet. It's a podcast. I think it's like 20-something. Episode the, number was 20. the one with Vada? Is that why? No, no, no. That was, that was I think, one. This one had a uh, military arms channel in it. And I was mm. going through the other day. It's on Hank Strange. 75,000 views. You know? That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. And obviously here, I think we're, we're not doing as well as that. We can be if you guys uh, subscribe to us and help us build it up to that. But I think eventually uh, it will do that. We will see some things like that uh, going on. Lola says it wasn't Devada. It was definitely with a military arms channel. And we appreciate <laughs> that. You guys. Should that's, that's just because she's like she likes Mike. <laughs> she's smiling and blushing right now i know it <laughs> i don't know what the hell i don't know what the hell rich is talking about okay listen thanks so much thanks to everyone we're out of here we will see you tomorrow we're out peace Night. see ya